What's going on, everybody? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is... That's me doing karate. This is the B-Show. I thought you were, uh, like... I thought you were doing, like, Zoolander stuff. Like, you were, like, Hansel. Like, I was or... posing? Yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a pose. <laughs> this is Blue Steel. This yeah. is Magnum. What was it the other one? Ferrari? It was Blue Steel. Okay. Was no, it? did he have Magnum? I thought he had one called Magnum. Like, uh, Blue yeah, Steel. he had a look called Magnum. I mean, whatever. They're all the same look. That's yeah. the joke. Wait. No, they're not. That's Blue, Blue Steel was definitely different. No, come well, on. Because he turned, he t- he turned oh, left. Oh, because he turned left. <laughs> he turned left. Uh, that movie... We should, we should just review old movies. That's what I'm thinking of. A, a, a podcast that reviews old movies. What a novel concept. Uh, yeah. I I mean, anyways. We're not here to talk about Zoolander or Zoolander 2. What? We're here to talk about professional That's what wrestling. it says on the description. Well, you need to remake that thumbnail then. Shit. Uh, we're here to talk about AEW Dynamite and NXT. Happened this week. Actually, last night to be specific. Um, you know, we're going to talk about all the things that happened. I'm your host, Corey Smith. I don't think I said that yet. You're Michael Vergara. Yeah. Um, yeah. How are you today, sir? Oh, man. I should start drinking coffee before I get here because I'm just in a dapper mood. I'm ready for some cowboy shit. Well, I'm I'm in a weird predicament. I don't know I why I drinking, said that. I am drinking coffee, but I'm going to go to bed right after you leave. Really? I need to go right back to work tonight. Oh, yeah. So that's going to be fun. It's uh, that's that's the woes of uh, working at a radio station. It's the it's life of a Mac. <laughs> I remember one of my favorite. Jo- um, I remember one of my favorite jokes in Rocco's Modern Life, like in the beginning of the episode. All right. Yeah. Um, it was. It just starts off with the uh, like this radio DJ having, oh, this smooth baritone voice. This is WKPLAZ, and uh, I'm right here with radio DJ. And then it just goes, and, like it cuts, like it slowly fades into him being in the studio, and it's just like him completely wired on coffee. Yeah, that's exactly how it is. Just completely jittery. And that's exactly how it is. Like throwing an entire cup of coffee just right into his face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last night I think I drank. Uh, we have a free coffee machine. And I think I drank about six cappuccinos last yeah. night. Um, you're going. You're pretty much being like Matt Jackson, plus, being the elite. Plus a bag of chips. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of what the it's kind of what the, the the Matt Jackson's going through in the latest being the elite episodes, where he's just getting really obsessed with coffee now. And oh. He take, and he takes his coffee black because. Well, he's going to do the whole Hangman Page thing, but with coffee eventually. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much being like Hangman Page, but with coffee. But then the whole caveat, like the whole thing about that joke, is that he only takes it black because it is a dark order, which is like, <laughs> is he the exalted one? We'll find out. Dun dun dun! Yeah. But on that cliffhanger, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR four and five on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It's the best way to stay up to date with us, especially. On Twitter and Instagram, you know, we uh, we got some new cool stuff. Constant news always rolling out on our Instagram, you know. Every time someone happens, bam, there we go. We're letting you know. Yeah. At CWR4 and 5, uh, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, too, because that one's cool. You think we'll ever evolve out of coffee? You think, like, the human body? No. The human, like, the human body is just, like, as we keep, you know... As we keep moving forward into the future, I think the human body is just going to like... No, we're too feeble-minded. No, but then like just physically just evolve out of the effects of caffeine and science is just going to have to find a way to make it even more potent. Um, well, I if you ever tried or there would be like, other ways. Have you ever tried those like Death Wish coffee or like five where it's hour got energy? like uh, it's got all the energy you need? Was the thing in Starbucks like the blonde roast? Oh well, blonde. Yeah, it's it's. Or not, maybe that's not. Maybe that's not like that's a type Fox of coffee. Thing. That's a type of coffee. Blonde. Um, yeah. It's, it's like dark and 
Yeah. Again, twelve. I mean, I came like I was from Phil's. Shout out to Phil's, not our sponsor, but he can be. Like I had a large Julie's he Ultimate. Uh, yeah, it's. I think that's it. It's damn good coffee. <laughs> that's all I'm gonna find. That's all I can say about that. Like go. it's just the. It's, I never had like I've I've had Phil's a couple of times. Isn't like is there a whole thing? Is that oh we're just gonna make it really fancy? Is that kind of their thing? They're like drip coffee. They do drip, like over the top drip coffee where they pour it over the top. Yeah. You know, it's weird. They do their quote is uh, our logo is one cup at a time. That's, that's one cup at a time. One cup. I feel I'm starting to I'm starting to go like I might. I feel like I'm getting like I'm getting myself into getting like two more than one cup at this point. Mm-hmm. That's why I asked like why you think us as humans is going to evolve out of the caffeine potency. But no, we are too. Um, Oh, we're, thinking, we're, we're too feeble? addicted. We're too we're too feeble minded and addicted to substances. Yeah. Um, like no matter how like effective it'll be, we're just always just going to be mentally. It's like it's a point where we're going to be physically evolving out of it, but mentally, no. Yeah, which is sad, but it kind of leads into our first news story of the day. What is it? Uh, for, uh, former MLW roster member Teddy Hart. Oh Jesus! Arrested. Uh, I, I I just we were already on the, the topic of addiction, so. Uh, Teddy Hart, former MLW roster member, frequent indie wrestler, and New Hart Foundation member, was arrested Tuesday in uh, Richmond, Virginia, on drug-related charges. Uh, the 40-year-old was charged with possession of a Schedule Three narcotic. That's a Class One misdemeanor, if you didn't know. And possession with intent to sell or distribute. Did you add that on? Class uh, One misdemeanor, or like you knew that? You uh, knew that from experience. No, that <laughs> that way, yeah, that okay. one's on there. Right. I added that in case you didn't know that. Okay. That was smooth. I like that. Uh, according to PW Insider, Hart was incarcerated in Richmond County Jail after being booked on the midnight, I believe, on Tuesday. It is unknown if he has been re- released on bail, um, but he does have a date of April 23rd in the court system in there in Richmond, Virginia. Uh, Schedule three narcotics do include because we don't know exactly what it was, um, but they include. Uh, can I have a drum roll, please? No. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> cocaine, anabolic steroids, hydrocodone, and others in that family. Uh, I can't believe cocaine family? I like and how steroids are in the same family. I mean, and I guess the Schedule Three family. I mean, they're uppers, right? Schedule Three. Would it be? No. I know. Like steroids I'm making, like steroids, steroids and like cocaine. Like they just well, amplify you, right? Yeah. Like there's roid But yeah, another chapter in what is to be a freaking Bible of drama that is Teddy Hart, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's you could go back like near God like near the beginning of probably his life where it's just shrouded and just infamy with Teddy Hart. Like you have you have you can ask stories about just anybody anybody who's anyone within like wrestling, like CM Punk. David Hart Smith, well, like David Hart Smith, more and more, and I think because they're just a lot closer because of the family connection. But yeah. then, like, yeah, I feel like every, Teddy Hart is like just gone in this mythical status of him well, his being girl- at odds with everybody. His girlfriend went missing, what, like December. Uh, the one that he's dating, that he was dating now, the one with the YouTube channel. Uh, the, well, the company released him in early uh, December, a month after he came under question due to a Facebook post accusing he and another wrestler with the disappearance of Hart's ex-girlfriend. Oh man, yeah, that's really it's. So I mean, he denied it, and I mean, the cops, I guess, investigated. I don't. It doesn't say whether he was cleared on those yeah. charges. I'm sure he was cleared in that. Yeah. In case you didn't know, Teddy Hart, also known as Ted Annis. Uh, and I mean, I guess that's how you pronounce Edward, it. Edward Annis. Yeah, Edward Annis. Uh, he is. Because Teddy's short for. Oh, I guess yeah, Eddie. Yeah, Teddy. he's a he's a he's a member of the Hart family. 
He's legitimate. He's actually has an actual relation to it. I think he's, he's a heart. Yeah, I think he's Brett's nephew. Family. <laughs> yeah, there's like there's twelve there's twelve heart members. All right, yeah, so the, like Natalia is technically one of them, right? Yeah, well, yeah not not by blood. No, she is. By no, blood. she's by dude. She super by, by blood. Yeah, because Ellie Hart is with Night. Uh, oh, that's Nightheart. yeah, that's Brett's sister, right? That was Brett's sister. Ellie Hart's Brett's sister. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but. I think one of the major things. But everyone people, calls him Uncle Brett. Let's yeah. just among it. the many things like Ted Hart is ma- like majorly known for is was that he signed a developmental contract at the age of uh, with WWE at the age of seventeen, and that was at the time, and I, I think still is at the time the youngest someone has ever gotten a developmental contract. Yeah, at, like in um yeah. in WWE history. But then this was like I want to say around 1998, and let's say like Teddy Hart, like he's not he does have he does have like a bloodline with him. But he's also a heart, and it's 1998 WWF, where uh, being like besides Owen, like being a being a heart was kind of just a not not a taboo subject, but there is some sort of baggage with that, and and the fact that like his size, and then that and in that locker room with the politics involved in it, like that dude did not have a did not have a prayer, but you know. Still, yeah, he's a fascinating figure, Teddy Hart, because he, well, not fat, well, fascinating in the sense that he's very, very infamous and notorious. I don't want to like, I don't want to like, you know, sort of, you know what I mean? Like, I but don't I'm sure to, there's a. Story. I don't want to put him in a pedestal. Is what uh, I'm saying. Hart faces up to a year in jail and up to a twenty-five hundred dollar fine for the misdemeanor, while the possession with intent charge also carries jail time of between one to ten years in prison, Jesus. or up to a year in jail with a fine. Uh, to not exceed twenty five hundred dollars. So yeah, there was a. <laughs> I'll say this one thing. Um, one of my favorite. I just remembered. I was watching a clip off this uh the shoot video, like you know those 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 uh those shoot videos filmed in hotel rooms. Yeah, yeah. Teddy yeah. Hart was in one of them. Yeah, he was sitting. Doing. He was right next to Chuck Taylor and. <laughs> Teddy Hart just like, oh yeah, no, I had a friend back then. Uh, he was uh he was a, he was being charged for a certain crime, and then. I forget who asked him, but somebody asked him for well, for what crime, and he just spat out rape. And then Chuck Taylor, he's just sitting right next to him, like with this with this just stone face, like, what am I even doing here? I am not ready for this conversation. Wow. wow. <laughs> and like, yeah, it's nothing. These nothing sound is light. We need to pull up, but there's nothing. There's nothing light when it comes to Teddy Hart. Oh, no. Maybe his maybe his head sometimes when he's like too busy smoking marijuana yeah. with his cats. I don't think with his millions millions of cats. I don't, I don't think he was. This is he got busted for marijuana. Yeah, but maybe does he have a lot of cats? That's what he's known for, Wait, dude. So then, yeah, Natalia. Yeah, there's a connection with Natalia with the whole two paws, and you know, is the whole family obsessed with cats? Probably. Their hearts. They love cats. <laughs> Anyways, let's continue. Best of luck to um, Teddy uh, Hart. I mean, best of luck to women and all. I mean, and everything because, like, I'm not saying like I hope good things happen to him. I'm just saying I hope the best works out for him in his possible situation. Uh, I hope he gets the help he needs if that's the case. That's what I'm going to say. That's what I'm saying. The best. Po- yeah. I'm not like hoping like they just let him out. You know. Uh, I just I hope he gets the help he needs. There's only so many chances this guy can get though. We'll see, man. We will. We shall see, shall we? Um, let's see. Uh, when our next piece of news, uh, a little bit of lighter piece of news, we got a debut coming up in uh, NXT. That's TMZ, sorry. I don't know why I did the TMZ. <laughs> no, nah, nah, NXT, like for a while, they had that stomping motif. Hey, guys, what we the got ro- today? The roar of the crowd. Remember the roar of the crowd days of NXT? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
I'm not going to sing it. Don't worry. Um, but um, even though there is still the roar of the crowd every week, despite the theme song being played, um, nice, this... Nice, uh, nice, nice word. I... I'm learning nice from verbiage. I'm learning from Vince himself. I know. He's like he's just like ah. I pulled that out uh, that out of that website. It's aggressive in nature. Um <laughs> You're doing a ruthless aggression. Uh anyways, El Hio del Fantasma to make his NXT debut at a house show this weekend, according to uh uh Pro Wrestling or sorry, uh figure four wrestling.com. Yeah, news. But WWE but- announced last week or earlier this week that Jorge Bali, I guess his name is Jorge Bali, B O L L Y. I don't have him in front of me, man. B O L L Y. This is why you need a computer here. Bali, uh, formerly known as El Hijo de Fantasma and King Carino or Caruno, uh, will make his debut. How do you spell it? C U E R. Oh, that's King Cuerno from King Cuerno. Uh, from Lucha Underground. Oh, I didn't watch Lucha Underground. I'm, I'll be honest. Never. We're going to do a podcast where it's just a bunch of Lucha Underground episodes. <laughs> We're at like 19 years ago today, Lucha Underground. Oh, my God. What a show. Ah, uh, rest in peace. Puma King. God, he's going to be great if he's in WWE one day. How shows? Um, Puma anyways. King. Uh, anyways, uh, King Cuerno will make his debut at the NXT's Promotions House Show in uh, Fort Pierce, Florida, this Saturday, February 15th, in NXT's video revealing that he would be debuting Bali announced that he are, um, is going to be Raul Mendoza's tag team partner. So, sorry, uh, Bali, because you're probably going to lose this one if you're Raul Mendoza's partner. You who know. are you to Who are you to doubt? Uh, Don't put your money on Mendoza again. Uh, okay, it, it never works out for you, buddy. Um, so, uh, Bali tweeted about his debut. Finally, ooh la la time. Mexico's greatest export. See you this Saturday at Fort Pierce. Bring your hashtag ooh la la game. That. <laughs> they played some Space Channel 5. <laughs> is that what they're doing? Hey, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. You, you got to control the aliens somehow. And you control them with dance. But nonetheless, he's debuting this weekend. Um, let's see. You want to talk uh, NXT conference call? Uh, I heard there wasn't a lot, though. Um, well, He just said, like, yeah, we're NXT. This is what we're doing. Yeah. Um, Nothing really out of the ordinary. No blood and guts level... Uh, Verbiage. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just the questions that like everyone kind of knew the answers to. They they asked why there was oh, no halftime heat this year. Triple H, you have the momentum of a freight train. Why are you so popular? A tough oh, uh, question, but a fair question. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'd like to thank you for that question. Uh, what's going on is... I love him on conference because he sounds exactly the same like he is on the mic. I mean, like Vince has that's this, his voice. I know, but Vince has this... Oh, oh, oh he has like a corporate... He has, there's Vince, corporate voice. out there. But yeah, Triple H. Uh, yeah, so uh, what we're going to do is, yeah, yeah Velveteen Dream is great. He's a great athlete. Uh, My plane was heavier when I got here. I don't know why. It's like there were three people back there. But there was okay. two. There Unless was. the trophy was, okay, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk, oh, halftime heat, you know, they just, they're on Fox. So what are they going to do? going to try to take competition from Fox? Like Can't, a geek? Like a geek? Um, he says he's excited that Killer Cross, Timothy Thatcher are in the mix. Uh, while Killer Cross is known, Triple H, uh, you know, says oh, that that's they... that's right. They're signed with the company. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, confirms an upcoming NXT episode will be aired on the road because there's something happening at Full Sail that they couldn't have rescheduled. Although I think I heard some dispute about that being the same time as their contract might being up, or their current contract being up at Full Sail. So you think they'll just... resign it? I think they will, but I think they're just playing it safe. I think if they're resigning it, they're going to have to stay there. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be a term. So if that's the case, I don't think they are. I they're because like 
If they're in, if they are in, indeed in competition with AEW, which sometimes they claim they don't, and sometimes they claim they do, I feel like Vince said it on the earnings call that they are, but then they're happy with it, even though they're not winning. But but it has made it, it hasn't made us change anything. Clearly, yeah. Um, but Triple H says Vince McMahon has not expressed his disapproval of anything Matthew Riddell has said about Brock Lesnar or otherwise, which he oh, would he, have done. He squashed that. That's what he That's, says. I yeah. didn't hear about anything about that. Uh, if there was a problem, them dirt sheets are wrong. Uh, he confirms their conversation between Brock and Matt Riddle backstage at Royal Rumble, and he doesn't know if they're working or the beef is legitimate. So this is what Triple H is saying. He's saying he doesn't know. But he did confirm that it did happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. The altercation happened. Yeah. Matthew Riddell and Brockethy Lesnar. He called him Broke Lesnar. And then like, you call me Broke? You're trying to see my penis? No. <laughs> oh, well. uh, yeah. Listen to that Wade Barrett uh, gym storyline. I, I, I need to. I'll probably Listeners. listen to us. I'll, I'll listen to us tonight. <laughs> Who wants um, to see? <laughs> You know, I'm sorry. What, I'm what sorry. I, I've, I've heard that, you know, apparently, you know, Triple H isn't going to like throw. Oh, yeah. Vince hates the dude. You know, what's he going to say? You know, I just I feel like this only again, like it. It's definitely working on me, but it's like any every, for every backstage story about Matt Riddle and showing how like uber confident this guy comes off or like some who or somebody he just or somebody who just kind of knows their worth within this. or who's just not willing to just walk like. He just comes off with somebody who's now who's willing to walk on eggshells, you know, and that and the more people know about that, I feel like the more people are kind of endearing towards him. Yeah. You know, because they're always this there's always this proverbial, oh, you should always respect, you know, respect and like, you know, handshake everyone, handshake everyone, which, you know, it's I which I respect as well. You know, there's always it's there's nothing wrong with tradition. There's, yeah. you know, there's, there's benefits to walking on, you know, not pissing anybody off right? or like really big timing people. But then with Matt Riddle, like in this case, like for some, like he somehow just shows a confidence in him. There's a confidence in him where it's just, it kind of just, uh, has this sort of, he has this sort of aura about himself that, uh, I find it approachable. Like, you find it really approachable and just find it like super awesome to see because you normally don't really get that with most you know, superstars or hey, wrestlers. I just I go today. back. I go back to every time. Uh, every time I one time we. Oh, they have pizza here, bro. Nice. Yeah. Matt Riddle just commenting on my friend's food. Or like, maybe like he, or maybe he just like. He's like more than likely he's just not doing. He he just kind of just does it like doesn't even do it on purpose. Like he's what just, if, he's just super naive. What and just doesn't really know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was just so stoned. He's just like, oh fuck yeah, they got pizza here. He just said it out loud. He probably wasn't even saying to us. Um. What I like to think happened is that he ordered. He said, "I want pizza to be there for the fans. I don't care what happens." Are you talking about like in Royal, the Royal Rumble backstage, or just in general? I'm just, talking about my experience. Oh, anyways, I'm being dumb. That's your altercation with Matt Riddle. Everybody has a Matt Riddle. Story. I've had a Matt Riddle story and a Brock Lesnar story, so I can comment on both. Oh yeah, I mean, now that you said that you had a Brock Lesnar story, what's your Brock, Le- Brock Lesnar story? When I saw, when I stayed at the same hotel as him, yeah, I walked. You're past trying him. to see his penis. Well, I, me and my friend walked past him at uh, at the San Antonio hotel. And I just gave him a nod, right? Because he was in the lobby after NXT TakeOver. I gave him a nod and I kept walking. You my friend shivered goes, at your very presence? <laughs> my, friend, my friend went, oh my God, look who it is. Oh, I'm sure Lesnar's a real big fan and of that. And I said, he doesn't want to talk to you. Keep walking. And then he nodded at you. That's right, Corey. <laughs> no, I don't like people. I'll give, I'll give you an acre of land here for your contribution. Uh, here, it's funny. have this deer So we walked, I... we walked to the elevator and this couple was in front of us. And it's like, you know, it's about our age. And they're like. 
the dude's like, was that Brock Lesnar? And I'm like, yeah. And we get in the elevator and Brock's walking towards us. And for some reason, I freak out and I start, oh, hitting, God. I start hitting the close button. Yeah, please. Clo- <laughs> and yeah, I close the yeah, door. Cl- close, like, you, clo- imagine closing the elevator on Brock Lesnar. Like him just staring at you as the doors are closed. Like It's terrifying. And then, and then he runs. And then, and then as soon as you're going down, you hear like the stairs right next door. It's And then you open the door and then you yeah. see Brock Lesnar. You try to close it on me, Corey. I know your name. Absolutely. <laughs> just Brock Lesnar Absolutely. just all of a sudden knows your name. You know, um, that kind of happened, but the door did close on him. Oh, God. Um, we went upstairs, and then me and my friend were going to go you to- close the We door. were going to go to Whataburger, me and my friend. Oh, and this is all just coming second, full circle. The second we walked out our door, Brock Lesnar was walking down the hall, entering a room right next to us. <sighs> Uh, stayed at the same hotel on the as, same floor. We stayed right on next the door. same floor. You think you get like next, a suite or something? No, we stayed the same. Well, we were spending big money. I mean, what can we say? We're here at the river, the river walk. Be honest. What is for what? real? No, we, okay. I mean, I think I spent like 175 a night, so like decent money, but not You're telling me Brock Lesnar spent 175 a night. Yeah, at his mean, hotel room. if you're gonna be there for one night, um, that's true. That's and true. then the next day, your we, profit margins we went way up the roof. We went to try paid. to the go to the gym in the hotel, and he was in there. And we opened the door, and he's on the elliptical, and he just stops and looks at us, and we just went, "We're good." And oh, we turned Jesus. around and we left, and we just went. So, to go. like, they didn't have people like to like. No, they didn't have people to prevent like anybody no. from going. She, he, he had a personal I, trainer who was like five foot tall. This like lady. Because I feel like, and his hands were just so big. That's the thing, though. Like, if Brock Lesnar was pissed. That like, like in an open gym with no guards around, and if he's just being super territorial about it, like that's kind of on him. I, I at know. this point, like if there's nobody like around, just to you know, just at least you know, yeah, be, be there. I yeah, mean, even, though, even though he does, just does have a five foot tall woman trainer, which to protect it, him. was it was it Sable? N- no, it wasn't Sable. Okay. I don't think it was Sable. No, it wasn't Sable. She I'm just saying, like, dude, it's a this is a public gym and there's no actual barricades. <clears throat> like so. Brock Lesnar terrified me. Matt Riddle, he said I had pizza. So, so your money's on Riddle. My money, Riddle, more approachable. He still insists that, I mean, that's the thing, though, like, because this is, Meltzer said it, like, he said that everything about this uh, whole Riddle, Brock Lesnar thing seems like a Paul Heyman-style uh, shoot it work. Like, it seems like a work to me. But then why would you, why would this be a work if you were to make Matt Riddle weak as hell in the Royal Rumble? Maybe that's what they want you to think, man. Maybe it's three different people booking him. One person booking him on NXT, one person booking him on Raw, and then one person is Too like, many why co- are you being No, booked? he's booking himself. He's the third person booking. No, no Vince, Paul, uh, Paul Heyman, and Paul Levesque are the three different people. Oh, okay. The three, like, it's Ghidorah from uh, yeah. Godzilla movies. There yeah. you go. I like it. Nonetheless, let's continue. Uh, we you already, stay you, Matt Riddle. We already talked about Triple H and his uh, takeover pre- conference call. Um, oh, big return for WWE after two-year absence. Tito Sabatelli. Ah, yes. Who? Wait, what? Tito Sabatelli. I remember him. He was Tino. Uh, Tino Sabatelli. Was a, I'm sorry. He was actually one of the main subjects of that really cool uh, fucking with like Carmella. No, per, yeah, that Performance Center documentary narrated by like William Shatner. I loved that show, even though I don't remember the name of it. But uh, this is the Shat Attack with William. Yeah, Shatner. you remember that? No, like it was on WWE Network. I remember, I remember of it. Yeah, that it was actually one of one of my favorite parts of that show was William Regal being a, a fucking absolutely angry dude saying, "How hard is it to land on your left foot?" 
It's not difficult. It's not that difficult. I feel like I'm talking to a fucking brick wall here. I only have one option for this. War games! Uh, but no, Tino Samatelli, then, he's, yeah, he's confirmed to an NXT live event in Tampa, Florida on Friday. Ooh, that's uh, tomorrow, February 14th. That's Valentine's Day. Mm. As if I didn't really already knew that. Mm. Mandy Rose, Otis. <gasps> oh my God, that's going to be so cute. That's actually one of the best things going on in SmackDown today. Yeah. As crazy as that is. Uh, let's see. A 36-year-old has been out of action since undergoing surgery to a He's torn. He's 36. Pec- yes, to a torn pectoral muscle in April 2018. He tore his pectoral muscle. Recently teased uh, his return by tweeting, "Yeah, I think it's time." That's it. <laughs> he, <laughs> Along with a picture of him like looking to at his tire. No, back? I, mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> um, but he was uh, now given an interview with NXT backstage reporter Cat Marino ahead of his first appearance in front of a live crowd in almost two years, he says, you know what? It's kind of ironic that Tampa is the place that changed my life 13 years ago. But I don't think, I don't, but I don't think excited is the word. He doesn't I, think. <laughs> yeah. Excited is the word I use. I'm going to say eager, eager to get something off my chest. Let's go to, or let's go work. Sorry, not let's go to work. Um, uh, is Kat Marino, she's the, oh, she's the um, California. Been. Sure, why not? Oh, yeah, she's the California ring announcer, uh, interviewer that was assigned. She worked uh, with local promotions, West Coast Pro. I met her a few times. She's really nice. She's very, very cute, too. WWE, just getting everybody. Yeah, yeah. Guys, WWE, if you want to fucking sign us, sign us now. Nah. We're, we're getting multiple offers. AEW, I mean, we're hot. We're hot ticket items. You know, if you, Corey Graves does need a couple co-hosts to, to argue with him every week. I'm just saying, man, two Corys on a show, the Corey, Corey, and Mike show. We got to bring Jose, too. No, you can get Michael Cole on that show, too. Yeah. So you get Michael, Michael, and Corey. And oh, Corey. they would have him and you versus ba- battle me and me and you, yeah. or you and I. It's a tag team. There battle the Corys. Oh, I think we would win. No, I th- no, Corey, I think I will win. Oh, okay. <laughs> great promo work. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, great. We're coming work- this fall. We're working the boys uh, in the oh, back. I'll win. Anyways, uh, let's, uh, I guess, ratings. Our last piece of news. Uh, AEW viewership down 12% this week. NXT narrows that rating. Think about the competition. What what was competing against them? Uh, You don't 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 have cable. um, I don't know. I just pulled this up while we were talking. It's weirdly down. I know that. Ratings are in for Wednesday's installment of Wednesday Night Wars with AEW Dynamite um, average viewership of 817,000 and NXT 757. Um, however, the dynamite number was down 12% from last week when NXT, while NXT dipped by just 2% in the 1849 demo, AEW averaged a 0.3 rating down 17% numbers, numbers, numbers. I mean, I, oh, I know it was competing with both those shows. Guy Fieri's grocery wars. Oh yeah. That's, that's fucking, yeah. I saw the casting call for, uh, they're bringing back supermarket sweep hosted by Leslie Jones. That sounds like. <laughs> Uh, uh, that sounds like a game show hosted by Leslie Jones. I want. Do you remember the old supermarket sweep? Vaguely, I just remember I, just people running through a grocery store on TV. Yeah. Um, I want to be on the show so badly. Anyway, so be like wrestling podcaster Corey. I get enough of that in my real life, dude. <laughs> what <laughs> going uh, around a fucking supermarket? Just I know. Ah! I know, actually know. Nowadays, I'm really bad at finding things in grocery stores. I'll be in the same fucking aisle for an hour. I'll be like, "Where's the fucking peanut butter?" I mean, I've been going to the same grocery store for like 15 years, so I, I kind of know. Where I do too, is. dude. I yeah. do too. 
Um, AEW, NXT, they had numbers last night. AEW's down. That's fucking... Yeah, it was like 800,000 or something. Eight, oh. Something, something. 8.873. Oh, but Miz and Mrs. Oh, they're down too. 4%. This week, averaging 450. People wow. just fell asleep to that, to that wow. night. People just fell asleep that night, I guess. Um, I yeah. don't know. We'll see next week, you know? We shall see next week. But yeah, I, there was there was a two weeks. There were two weeks where they went, where AEW did a nine. I mean, not a nine. Yeah, yeah, an, uh, like a 0. 0.9, like... And I was thinking, like, hey, if they if this is the if this is the, where they're at, like, yeah. le- of level wise, like, they could grow from this. But then I don't know. It was down. Yeah. It was a bit of a bummer. Did All the right. quarters? Did the quarterlies come out? No, the quarterlies don't come out for another couple of days. Oh, boy. Um, at a certain point, don't you? Don't we get sick? Oh, we're gonna talk about more news thing. Um, don't we just get sick of fucking talking about ratings? Like, I I I, I can talk about it. There, there. I mean, that's. But it's, like every people are like it's, people are like oh my god what's going on? why why do we have to fucking focus on just I think let's just focus on what we like and let fucking I think it's because it's the, everyone wants to know it's, what's it's the, it's it's the nostalgia <sighs> it's the nostalgia like and it's an actual metric too like people is like oh, oh I get what's it. this like no this is what dictates advertisers what's what gives exactly. people leverage no it's what it's what dictates what the the level of advertising like but now they're willing like, to give and it's also the leverage that television like sh- television deals it's it's what creates leverage for your television like deals. It, it the conversation goes and it sucks the conversation goes from oh do you see last week stone cold or let's just say you see last week with velveteen dream he did this and that that was cool or oh that sucked last week with Roderick strong to Oh, did you see the ratings? Oh, yeah, they're down. I, I know. I believe Ugh. like AEW's better, right? Huh? I don't Look think at the ratings. It's yeah, just, no, uh, I definitely agree with you in the fact that like people use that as an argument for not why a thing is good or bad. Yeah. Yeah, like I I definitely get that. Like if if a good thing did a bad, if a really great wrestling thing did a bad rating, that doesn't make it a bad thing. That's just I think that's just the way like it just went down for that certain segment, but then I mean, you know, people just have that. It's it's an actual metric that certain companies just use that as a as a way of justifying them to change either change course or to keep going with it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, that's about it for news. Let's move on to. Uh, to I mean, there our, is more news, but oh yeah, that, yeah, that, our, no, that just spills. This, it'll just. Oh spill no, into our last our, thing. Our last thing we're gonna talk about. Brandy Rose interview this last week. Oh yeah, uh, you like I said, it was. It, I was gonna like bring that up during the show, but we could just talk about it now. Did uh, you listen to it right on? Wrestling yeah, it was. Called, yeah, it was like I listened to that live. It's weird listening to Brian Alvarez live or just that entire show live. Well, I just because I didn't because I didn't work Monday. Stuff. The commercials on on Sports Byline are the worst, man. Uh, I mean, it's radio. Did you ever get no? The, the one that cracks me up is. Do you ever get that letter from the IRS or saying, hey, we want your money and we're going to take it? <laughs> oh, fuck I'm like, oh, oh, my. Fuck I'm like, yeah, I got that official fucking letter, weirdo. Uh, but no. Anyways, Brandy Rhodes is on Wrestling Observer Live this week uh, talking about the Nightmare Collective uh, and how she's now no longer a part of the Nightmare Collective. Yeah. I mean, she kind of put an uh, end to that, um, you know, with her interview saying that, you know, in AEW, they want the wrestlers to be what they want to be and do what they want to do to have fun. Uh, the, I think she spe- like it was, she was more she was coining the phrase. Well, not exactly coining the phrase, but she really put over the phrase. Let the musicians play their music. Yeah, that was sort of the thing that's been said like throughout like that's throughout the whole entire culture of that company. Yeah, Cause I think Cody Rhodes said it, too, with his interview with Dave, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Brian but, gets Brian gets Brandy and Dave gets Cody. Um, but which it OK, here's my problem. It's eventually they're going to need to put a stop to that. 
What? Like at a certain point, put stop let the, what? the let the players play or let the musicians play their music. I mean, like at a certain point, you can't just have people. Okay, this is my thing. Brandy was like Nightmare Collective. I don't like. It. I'm not doing it. Okay, but the original like old school wrestlers when they were given a gimmick they didn't like they were forced to get it over and that made them better workers a lot of the times not every time not every time you know and i know brandy rhodes right now with the nightmare collective it was dead in the water it was something put together it was patched together you know it was supposed to be just her and kong and then it was you know other people slapped into melanie cruz and now japanese deathmatch legend luther luther Oh, that vicious Luther. I, I feel like that was just a kiss of death for that guy, just calling him Japanese deathmatch legend. And they were like, everyone was like, who? I mean, um, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's Luther. I'm surprised that hasn't been a shirt. Uh, I, um, Juan, Juan of the Dead, Juan Ortiz, it's please right, make that Japanese, shirt. A Japanese deathmatch legend. Let's just make that shirt and sell it to him. And, Can I just, yeah, no, yeah. No. No, seriously, you could probably make one up. Um, yeah, Comic so, Sans MS, just yeah. Japanese deathmatch legend. Yeah, there you go. Edit this out. With a picture of him, black and white. <laughs> no, just legit, just say as, just as Japanese deathmatch legend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, like I'm just saying, like at a certain point, like I think if you're gonna, if, if every wrestler in that company have that idea and then just be like, well, I don't want to do this because I don't feel like I want to do it. If it's for the betterment of the company, sometimes you should. I think in this instance, what I'm saying doesn't really apply. Yeah. But I think in the future, if somebody's like, what if somebody's like, no, I just don't feel like it because, you know, like I'm not playing my music at that point. You know, like I don't, I'm not going to be having fun. I don't want to be doing this. I don't want to lose to this person or I don't want to do this at that point when do you put a stop to it I mean the company's really new and I feel like they just haven't gotten <laughs> they haven't reached that uh pardon the pun road yet that crossroad yet yeah, yeah. well I mean um, apparently they have I mean we were talking before the show about Tony Khan maybe yeah according uh, to the PW insider Tony Khan very hands-on yeah very <laughs> he wasn't hands-on enough with that whole Nyla Rose no, he was very hands-on no uh, no he wasn't he was just like, eh, 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 eh. I love you mom now what did I say okay bye <laughs> Jesus um but yeah there was that report uh PW insider so I'm assuming it's Mike Johnson if, it, if it's not it's sorry it's, where he, it, he is PW where insider. he is pretty much where he's pretty much the uh Tony Khan is pretty much the bottom line for all things creatively in in uh <sighs> in AEW yeah what if he just what if that happens what if like we see the eventual evolution of Tony Khan where he just becomes like super fucking jacked and, 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 and just then becomes slowly Vince is like Vince. oh you saw what I was talking about kid you see what I mean and he's like oh yeah I, I got it Vince yeah you got this, Tony. I give you a hug, Dad. Yeah, and they just both explode. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's probably what would happen. And then Cody Rhodes and Triple H are just standing there, like, "What the fuck?" <sighs> well, about that throne, man. Yeah, uh, no, it's my do we better. You guys want to do a war thing? Yeah, sure, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. Tony Khan. <laughs> hey, t- Tony Khan continues to fascinate me. Did you hear about his dad, Shad Khan? No. Well, uh, he is one of the most. Um, Apparently they're going mustache on him. I know that. Yeah. Apparently he's also one of the biggest backers of this potential 24 hour news channel focused on American uh, uh, African-American conservative channel. Pretty much Fox News and BET. Wait, what? That's, yeah. Apparently there's I, I don't have it in front of me. Sorry. Yeah. I'm confused by what you just said. Yeah. Um, he's focusing on a. So Shad Khan, um, a conservative father, black. Yeah, hold on. Let me news see channel is what you're saying. Yeah. So like Republicans, but like black Republicans. Yep. Oh, cool. Good for them. Hold on. It's it, it should for be the, it them, should be the, the first station. Thing. Shahid Khan and the family starting that is what I mean. 
Yeah. That's so apparently, awesome. You know, that's everyone needs a no, voice, right? No, no, it's not. I uh, right. Yeah. I mean, I, we get into a debate on. all day. I got a, a I freedom got a freaking, of speech. Yeah. Sports Illustrated. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. First, according to Blavity. Um, sorry if this is actually a bad great source. news source, guys. Yeah first, 20, yeah, first 24-hour Black News Network launches smack dab in the middle of Black History Month. Former J.C. Watts and a group of Republican donors are starting to say what are starting what they say is the first Black 24-hour news channel. Oh boy! And apparently, Shad Khan is just being the lead backer of that. He that dude donated over one million dollars to the Trump campaign. Shad Khan? Yeah. Oh. So uh, again, all wrestling companies <laughs> are bad, hmm. even the good ones. <laughs> hey, you know it's, it's it's wrestling for you, man. All that's I feel like if uh, the sooner that we just kind of get over that, all wrestling companies are bad, even the good ones. Duh. All right. Well, on that note, let's talk about this horrible wrestling company called All Elite Wrestling and their show last night, AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let me just get out of this horrible, horrible. Uh, A little bit of the bubbly. Thank you. Thank you. You know, sometimes we're just, we're just filling in noise. Yeah, yeah. I just start playing random sound effects. I Come on, play. we could just be honestly. Don't be afraid of dead air. Wrestling Observer does it all the time. Oh, Brian gets a mad though. He's like, "Come on." Where it's like, Dave. Okay, oh, hold on, I, hold on. Well, I got the. We don't have paper here, but then like it's in my notes here. Hold on. It's so what you're trying to say is uh, no, no, no. Hold on, I got it here. And then so Hulk Hogan came no, down. No, hold right? on. It's I got it almost here. Hold on. Yeah. And then okay. Uh, okay. So uh, so so Hogan came down and okay, it's I, right I, here. So Hogan came down and then he did. <laughs> I love it. I love the dead air in the wrestling observer. Yeah. Uh, sometimes I feel like Brian and Dave hate each other, but then I feel like it's just not hate each other, but it's just sort of just like, no, it's they good, deal it's, with each other sometimes yeah, 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 and they yeah. just, they just make it work. Yeah. Brian and Dave. Brian and Dave. Brian and Dave. Anyway, All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite. February. T- Jesus, that's not, that's not Sorry, Dynamite that like, at all. That's how, just, that's just you guns. Going, AEW like, Dynamite. Woo. I swear to God. Oh, wait, here we go. It's always. Say it again. Say it again. Nope. Uh, AEW Dynamite. Cool. Thank you. You know they have the theme song like out there, the instrumental. Uh, yeah, I know. Just play 10 seconds of that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. You don't have to. February 12, 2020. Jesus Christ, saying that shit out loud. 2020. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I swear, and it's always when I'm talking, too. Well, because that's how, what I have to focus on. Jesus Christ. Anyways, let's continue, sir. We get a recap of last week, and Pyro and all that shit start the show. Jobber entrances for all tag teams, because we... Don't have enough time. We ain't got time for that shit. Yeah. SCU, Kaz and Scorpio SCU. Sky, accompanied by Chris Daniels versus your tag team champions, Kenny Omega and Adam Hangman Page, of course, for the horror, horror, I don't know why I said horror, for the tag titles. Before the match starts, we get the Dark Order on the big screen to tell them the Exalted One is upon them. And then Chris Daniels leaves. Um, commentary kind of gets over the fact like, well, Chris Daniels, uh, He's been acting sort of suspicious. Well, like they, you normally don't get that with comments. He like says, "Oh, the exalted one is coming, and he, he may be closer than you think." And then Chris Daniels is like, "Ah, I gotta, I'll be right back." You I don't guys. think it's Christopher Daniels. Of course, it's not Christopher Daniels. That's I think exactly it was somebody in that ring. What you? Who, okay, all right. I, I think it was Kenny. I think Kenny Omega. Boy, that is some, I think that is some Russo level booking right there. I, man. I mean, I don't know, man. What like, the fuck does Kenny Omega? Why is it because he's the big? I mean, he may be the biggest loser of them all, but let's not be let's not go crazy. Here. I, 
not no, not that he's the biggest loser, but I don't know. I just get that feeling that it's Kenny Omega. Anyways, let's continue. We start. Uh, they start by building heat on Kenny with Hangman making saves. Sky stops with the Terminator Tope with one of his own, but Kenny does one anyway to this very hot crowd. You can't escape is blocked by the knees of Sky as Kaz spills Paige to the outside. SU continues to build more heat on Omega, SCU. but as Kaz, 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 why did I say Kaz? Oh, because Kazarian. I don't know. As Kaz is holding on to Kenny's midsection, Kenny is looking for Paige on the corner to no avail, but gets out of the hold anyway. Hot tag to Paige, does hot tag stuff, but sells his knee. Buckshot Lariat is stopped by Kaz, swinging assisted DDT to Paige. Double dragon chokes to both Omega and Paige, in which they break it up. Knee strike to knee strike to Sky to the outside. V trigger combination to Kaz for the pin and win. Uh, Tactiles retained. What do you think of this match? Um... Oh, what match wasn't against? Sorry. <laughs> oh come <Okay>. on, man. <laughs> no, uh, I mean it. It was it was a good opening match. It, it. I'll say this: the crowd was super hot for this match. The crowd like, was pretty hot. All they're night. they're hot for every opener, and it's just this one in particular, though. Like they they kind of kept at it. Yeah. Like Houston, Texas. Like big ups to. Them. I did fucking love the the buckshot lariat V trigger combo. That was pretty that's, awesome. That's that's what they do, man. That's what they do. I thought that was the first time they did that. No, they oh. do they they do that every time. Oh, okay. It's a great finisher, and these are two great performers. Um, but yeah, I you know they like I thought this was an okay match. Uh, definitely not the best one in the best match of the night, but. Yeah. Like it, they kind of just had their match. They had their title defense, just kind of established that Kenny Omega and Paige are, you know, they're legit. You know, uh, they look strong, but the, I didn't really have a sense of any real advancement to their storyline. But it's which is fine because you know it is just one week, and uh, there's plenty, there's plenty to go around. Yeah. Uh, Post match, Dark Order comes out alongside Butcher and Blade and Bunny, and then the Hybrid Two. But the best friends in the Bucks come to even out the numbers because we got a tag battle royale next week to promote. So, like, this was just more... It's just one of those, you know, uh, Royal Rumble things where everybody's... Who's anybody? That's the one thing I don't like about AEW is that all the heels are all friends. I kind of like that. Uh, I kind of like like it. Like, the Butcher and the Blade are just, like, there every time they need more heels. They're like, oh, shit. We need more heels support. Come on, come on, guys. I sort of... Bunny, too. Let's go. I'm sort of into the whole, like, clear allegiances... You know, like I and I'm also I'm also really a fan of the fact that baby faces come out, you know, come out for each other. Yeah. Like that's oh, yeah. that's that's kind of a fresh concept. Well. Not really. Uh, let's see. Bucks are the last one standing and then dives outside to everyone. Picture in picture. We got Orange Cassidy distracting Dark Order. Uh, and then he does the I don't think he does the hands in his he pockets. The hands in the pockets. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, Orange Cassidy distracts the Dark Order geeks for them to get super kicked by the Bucks. Best friends and the Bucks are all in the ring. Uh, Bucks do the faint kick to Cassidy, uh, and then everyone hugs to really end the segment. Yeah. It was all in picture in picture, by the way. But I think it's all up there on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, I think I saw the the Fight TV feed. Yeah? Yeah. I want that feed. Just send it to me. <laughs> JR interview with Santana. Let me tell you, man. JR asks Santana what... No, no, asks what Santana means when he says living in darkness. Santana says he had no job. He was living in a bullshit apartment in the Bronx. And he was at, and that's what he meant by uh, living in darkness. darkness. He called his father at three in the morning and told him how he felt and the whole, and like, and, and the, the, the reality of his darkness. And he also says what his dad sees every, that's what his dad sees every day because he's, he was blind and started going blind starting at the age of 14 and asked JR, what do you feel? How does it feel? Like, do you under, do you understand how it feels at age 14 to say that you're completely blind at 25? 
And he says, Moxley, and then JR, JR starts, said no. Yeah. And then JR, um, JR asked, um, shouldn't you be mad at uh, Jericho? Because he was the one that instigated the whole the whole eye for like he's the one that did the whole eye he poked moxley's eye out yeah yeah and then santana responds saying moxley pissed all the opportunity away by turning on the inner circle and then he has no one to blame for himself what an interview this was i thought this was a complete like a fantastic segment this made the guy's got some talking chops on him like as much as like as much as i really praise ortiz and how much charisma this guy like that guy has in the room i think in the long run like santana Hell, even Ortiz, like just in proud and powerful as a team in general, th- I think they have it in them to become like the ultimate tag team baby faces of the entire company, dude. Like every promo they have th- outside of the inner circle, yeah. like especially with the build up to, um, I want to say full gear, they had this wonderful video of how like what it means to be proud and powerful. At full gear. And um, yeah, it's just, and it also made Santana just be more than just like cannon fodder for Jericho. Like, like this guy, it's it really added a whole entire weight to the match coming up. Like yeah. what I have to say about that match, I'll I'll say about that later. But then this interview alone just it it completely blew me away because it's it also added a real life element, you know, like San, like to this to this whole entire thing because like Santana, like his father passed away recently in and, December, I believe. Yeah, like very or like very very late into the year, and uh, yeah. it added it, it added a whole realness to it, which you never I never like really expected out of what could have been just a throwaway main event. It was really good. Yeah. It baby it baby faced the hell out of Santana. Um, next up, we got a Darby Allen video. <laughs> uh, it's one of those it's, it's one of those self directed ones. <laughs> yep, we have him coughing, selling the skateboard to the throat. He does Sammy's cue card. He does the Sammy Guevara cue card stick and writes in 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 this order. You made a mistake. Sooner or later, I'll find you. But in the meantime, Sammy, you busy at Revolution. Hit me up. Who's he talking to in the first place? Jericho? He's talking to Sammy Guevara. No, because he says, uh, in the meantime, Sammy, you busy. No, he said you made a mistake. He's, he's referring to... So the, so those cue cards. Look, do you want me to say it again? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You made, okay, he said you made a mistake. Okay. Sooner or later, I'll find you. But, period. But in the meantime... But in the meantime, Sammy, Sammy you, someone else... That's, I think he's just referring to. I think he's just making a new sentence, and that he's trying to make a subject. I thought. Yeah, I thought he might go after Jericho. Or he's going after that. Sammy, dude. Okay. He's, well, he's I the mean, one, after that, going, I mean, after the uh, after the challenge. Maybe, Sammy. maybe yeah. he's going. He's going after Jericho afterwards. Uh, like that could be. That's actually. That's actually kind of valid. Yeah. It's a, it's accompanied by Doodle Guevara that says, "Kissing Jericho's ass gave me herpes." <laughs> Those damn college kids. Yeah, that's a pretty good video. It's it was it was short. Like I feel like this is kind of like. You know, this is another example of letting musicians play their music. You know, Darby Allen went to film school, and he did. He's, he's just making videos. They're of, all in uh, black and white. All in black and white, making uh, making down on their look people eat whatever they can find and call them. Kentucky. That's what you should put them in next time. Maybe you should hire Kentucky. I swear, to, it, it, the second he puts Kentucky into one of his videos, like he's, I think Kentucky's set for life. Yeah. And the and the longer that Darby Allen just dangles that carrot. Like the more of a dick he appears to be, like he already, he already, he already comes off as a dick, taking advantage of this poor Kentucky guy. But <laughs> oh yeah, one thing I want to say before I go. By the way, my friend Kentucky, <laughs> my uh, my friend had sex with a dog, and then he's getting divorced, and I make him eat shit and all this. But I pay stuff. him. I let him live in my house, so it's yeah. fine. Anyway, <sighs> yeah. After the Darby Allen, uh, after the Darby Allen. Oh, for, you know, whatever. Dustin Rhodes versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, Dustin gets the best of Sammy, and Sammy goes to the outside of the ring being all like, fuck this. 
Dustin stares down Jake Hager and does the Longhorn sign because OU sucks, according to the audience. Again, those damn college kids. Power slam from Dustin to two count. Hager distracts Dustin on the top, setting Sammy up for an Argentine neckbreaker. I think that's what it's called. Canadian destroyer and final net reckoning to Sammy from Dustin for the pin and win. I thought for how long this match was, I thought I think that both both of them made the most out of it. Like even Hager, he like showed way more emotion in this match than anything he's ever done in the entire existence of Dynamite. Um, Hager, you think of the match? Hager wants to say something badly. Like I he's mean, eager he, to make expression. I mean, look at his Twitter account. That uh, that is a man who wants to say something. Yeah, he's got a lot to say, doesn't he? Um. Well, okay. Well, first off, Dustin was super over because he's from Austin or right outside Austin, where Dusty was from. Dusty's yeah, right from outside yeah, Austin. Yeah, yeah. So that's road country, baby. That's where the roads are from. Um. So they were super over. I mean. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. It's cool that, like, you know, in his hometown, he gets a win. They don't make it this thing where it's like, because if he lost, everyone would be like, oh, everyone in their hometown has to lose now, you know? Yeah, that's uh, that's quite the but now you that's quite the statement. You don't want people making. to think that, like, just because they're in their hometown, they're going to win. I mean, you, you can just, you know, you can do a column A, column B kind of thing. Yeah. You know, you know whatever someday. makes sense. Sometimes the whole... Exactly. Um, but what works, works. Post-match, Dustin tells Hager to turn around while calling him Jericho's bitch. He asks if he's ever going to step in the ring or keep collecting a paycheck. Says he's failing his MMA career and is failing his wrestling career. Wow. And then challenges Hager at Revolution. Hager Revolution. Wa- Hager walks towards Dustin and then walks away. Um, one interesting thing about the commentary is that JR immediately just says, well, apparently, well, you know, he's not exactly failing his MMA career. He's undefeated. Cause he uh, he's about because in case you didn't know he's signed with Bellator yeah and he's fighting he's fighting dudes who are willing to fight for a for a sandwich jobber matches oh okay nice yeah. not to put in take anything away from Hager you know he's probably pretty good at that stuff beating people be, up for yeah. a sandwich yeah yeah uh, no the people he fights are fighting for sandwiches that's what I'm saying yeah. that's what I'm saying okay another Tony Schiavone interview with Britt Baker like these guys the, these two should just I, I and they know. They know, like these two work together, like 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 like, like peanut butter and jelly, like, like bread and butter, like Brit and butter. Tony asks <laughs> Brit to answer about last week's Yuka's last week's Yuka's tooth extraction. Yuka Sakazaki. Yep, last week. Uh, she says a bunch of dentist stuff because she's a dentist. Well, she said her tooth was decayed, and I took it out for free. Yeah, and she called it a number nineteen. She's uh, like, that's were, number tooth. Yeah. 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 Uh, where am I here? I don't have dental training. I've just been to the dentist that many times that I know that your teeth are all numbered. Don't do drugs, kids. Uh, because she's a dentist and said it was going to happen anyway because it looked bad. She says she probably doesn't have health insurance, which is fucking rich bringing this up in a wrestling show in America. Uh, she brings up the Riho Nyla Rose match later tonight and that they're number two, no matter. Well, she's number two. And that she's uh, she's setting up setting herself up for the title match yeah, yeah, next week. Yeah. Uh, she brings up Whataburger in reference to how fat Texas is, which got a really large reaction. Well, she said, "Look at all you Whataburger faces out there." Yeah. Oh, uh, people love their Whataburger. It's like if you came here, so look at that, you in and out faces. Like that line got so much heat that it pretty much got just heat. Carried, it got like it pretty much just carried it all the way to the end. Like she didn't have to say anything else. She just responds to the crowd as we like spills over to the segment. Oh, people wanted to kill her. After yeah, that. yeah. No, I think this whole it is really fascinating to watch the transformation of Britt Baker, like before our very eyes. Because yeah, yeah. you know she she claims she was the first woman to be signed with this company, and it's just like as much character work as much of like as 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 well as she is on the mic. At the end of the day, she's still wrestling. 
And at the end of the day, that's probably, you know, all that's, you know, again, it's it's that whole Elias syndrome. No matter how good you are on the mic or everything outside of it, you are still a wrestler. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, what are you going to impress me now? Yeah. You know, but so far, like Britt Baker, like she's she's been really hitting a shit like hitting a home run. The character. Now the Rose versus Riho for the AEW wins. Jesus fucking Christ, that scared the shit out of me. Now the Rose, man. Stop that. It's a native man. beast. Now the Rose versus Riho for the AEW Women's Championship. Riho throws everything, including herself, at her. Nyla has some of, it, some of it, but not all of it. Riho slips out of her pin attempt. You know the things that she does. Uh, really putting over the ex, like they're re- the extra aggression from Riho. Um, they're really putting that over with that match. She's, yeah, yeah. She seemed like she had a lot of extra aggression. That's for sure too. Like to be like the super uber confident because you know she beat her before. Nyla catches Riho midair from the top on the floor, which looked very impressive considering well, she, she also tried to put her through a table last week. Yeah. Uh, again, um, speaking of which, Nyla sets up a table, but Riho uses the table as a jumping point for her drop kick. That's Hikaru, cute. Hikaru Shida style. Crucifix bomb from Riho to Nyla. Nyla blocks a tiger faint kick, but gets a double drop kick. Nyla does a knee to a suspended Riho on the ropes. A top rope Samoan drop is set up by Riho, but fight, but she fights it off. Uh, no. So a top rope Simone drop is set up, but Riho fight, fights it off. I don't know why it was written like that. But uh, Nyla bites her in the face, slams Riho to the ring, but gets a two count. Rose then sets up a one-winged angel, but Riho counters with a sna- with snapdragons twice. Yeah. Riho does the Northern uh, Lights. You know where Kenny Omega's influence is now showing up in the women's division. Yeah, I think that's what... That's what the commentary like yeah. sort of just brought up. Uh, Riho does a Northern Lights suplex on Rose for another near fall. Double foot stops on Nyla, but kicks out at one. Another foot stomp to the face, but the foot's on the rope. Spear to Riho, and then a power bomb for the one, two, and three. New champion, Nyla Rose, your new AEW World's yeah. Women's World Champion. Yeah, I thought this match overachieved. Personally, I would have liked to see Riho win. Uh, but this, yeah. but then like, no, I thought, I personally thought Riho was going to win to put more heat on a match with a possible future match with Britt Baker yeah. because that seemed to be the direction that I was expecting. Well, they got to get a face now to challenge Nyla but, Rose. Like, but then going back to last week where I said there should be like, there should be a shuffling of the deck with the women's division upon further reflection. I think R- Nyla Rose winning this champ title is sort of the... Is sort of the show is the sh- is the shuffling the deck that I was actually kind of yeah. looking for, and well, it makes more sense, you know, you know, like uh, to have your champion who lives here in America is yeah. able to make shows every week because you, you know? can't you can't just have because Riho lives in Japan, you don't you, we can't pay the airfare every time. Yeah, and we never can pay the airfare for her. So sorry, yeah. Riho. It's kind of surprising we can't. It's kind of surprising AEW does the fits the bill on that. Actually, I think I shouldn't. Pa- be. I think that's part of. You're like what you get paid for a show. Like you get your airfare plus. Yeah. Yeah. We're not wrestlers. No, we're not. But nonetheless, Nyla not only won the title, but to have an awesome match on top of that was a great moment. First one. Yeah. I love uh, Nyla. You're, you're, Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's literally like her first good match. You're for really. Yeah. You consider I I I think I think the fatal four way that she was involved with in oh, yeah. put her in a pretty good spot. A couple weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um I'm ambivalent of the direction this is going to go. If you're truly sticking to Nyla with the title. That belt looks so fucking tiny on her, though. I think that's kind of the point. Like, you'll get more appearances for your women's championship. That's for sure. But she's going to have to step it up if this is her starting point of what to expect in a Nyla Rose match now. Like, she she kind of started off with, uh, with a very, very high point. 
Yeah. And the thing about Nyla Rose becoming champion is that it's great. I think it's I think it's great because, you know, it's it's the first openly trans woman to hold a major title in a major company. Probably the first just transgendered champion. Yeah, in ever. a major company. Yeah, in a ma- well, I mean in a major company like yeah, AEW, sure WWE. Yeah. Um that being said, you're going to invite a lot of people to openly judge your product now, especially people that uh, were on the. I know, yeah. I know, they're probably fans I, I, you didn't I, even I, want. I feel like, but I feel we're like that's not we're even. not in the we're not in the we me and you and I aren't in the like game. We, we don't care. Like if some like oh, transphobe person was like, I don't want to listen to City Wrestling Radio. I'd be like, well, fuck you, I don't care. But you know, I think AEW. Or does I don't want Nyla Rose as champion because yeah, what she's gonna fight the men now? Which yeah. apparently they're kind of just they're kind of teasing with this. Should I? What do you what do you got to say? Well, I mean, if Tesla's fighting the men, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know, it's weird, but it's that's intergender. At the I same feel like time. that's how There's Tony no, Khan feels whenever he's, he's like, we got to get it, we got to get on a boat and have the international waters. <laughs> you think that's why they were in international waters? Well, that's what they said. They didn't have, they didn't have to. They that's didn't it, have to abide to any state. That was mission. that was the rule. That was they said. Well, we're in international waters, so we can do that's intergender funny. match. That's funny. That's funny. So, speaking of Tony Khan, picture in picture, we. <laughs> fucking see Tony Khan being his usual awkward self which I love by the way and awkwardly hugs and congratulates Nyla in dusty position okay so he doesn't just awkwardly hug her she walks back there and she's like where where's my celebration no she says this afterwards no first she's like huh I won I won she walks up to Tony Khan and Tony Khan. I thought like, Tony Khan comes up to her. Well, like, oh, they uh, both kind of walk up to each other. Like, congratulations. And she's and like, then, you know? yeah. And then, like, I swear, like, they were going to go for a handshake. I swear they're going to hit for it. And, but then he just goes for a hug. And But then she kind of was caught off guard by it. Was like, oh, yeah. okay, sure. I. And then he just, like, awkwardly goes, eh, and then, like, I runs del- away. <laughs> I deliberate. I actually believe, like, this is all a deliberate character for, for Tony Khan as this, like, little like kind of naive unassuming you know uh, suit you know for a representative of this company like yeah there's a bit of shades of reality of him as a per uh, there there could be shades of reality of as him as a person but then again somebody who has watched those media scrums of tony khan yeah you know he he can come off as confident and like you know completely sociable in that sort of sense but i think him trying to well, I wonder how di- what's he different. Had, and, and, like he was very public on his reservations of being an on-screen character like we see this in picture in picture actually which honestly I think was a super was a was a really bad mistake on TNT's front to or them or the company's front to put this in picture picture because this was probably like the most fascinating like yeah. part of the entire like the entire even more so than the match is uh uh whoa I'm getting uh you're kind of adjusting my levels aren't sorry. we sorry um no, I kind of forgot what I was saying. But then, yeah, like uh, backstage, we see uh, we see Kenny Omega being a bit dejected and giving Nyla props due to her beating Riho. And I don't know what he, anything has been said because he it goes, was in picture. He in goes, picture. he goes, she goes, yeah, I won. Where's my bubbly? Jericho got a party. Where's my bubbly? He's like, yeah, great. Uh, no, it's over. He, you got to go. He, yeah, he's like, you just got to go. You got to go. I'm like. Damn, Kenny. I mean, are you transphobe? No, I'm kidding. He's not. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> but like, it makes sense for Kenny to be a little upset because, you know, Riho lost. Well, and Riho is sort of, at the same time, sort of Kenny's protege. He is the EVP. And if Jericho's going to have a celebration, she needs a celebration. That's true. She needs her bubbly. She, you know. That's true. Maybe because, like, again, like, that's something Nyla wrote. I mean, that's that's kind of her case, right? Like, I want to see Kenny Omega next week, like, in, as character. Not because this, I'm like. Dude, Kenny Omega's busy enough as I it want, is. But I want to see him go up to her and be like, you know what? My bad for last week. 
you'll get your celebration. Con- you know, it's yeah. contractually obligated that you will get one. Man, that would be... Is there going to be a celebration hold on, every hold time? On, hold on, let me just count for a second. So that storyline, Hangman Page storyline, and then the Pac rematch. Like, Pack? The pa- yeah, the Pack uh, 30 Minute. Like, that is that is three stories Kenny Omega could possibly be, could possibly be involved Dark in. Dark Order. Yeah, he could be the leader of Dark Order for all I fucking know. Anyways, let's continue. Um, but yeah, no, uh, uh, Nyla Rose, she's your new champion, and she just... Uh, How long do you think she keeps that title? She's going to keep it for a while. I mean, who's going to take it off? I, I Actually, you know who I think is going to take it off her? Chris Statlander. You think so? Yeah. We'll see, man. Uh, Jericho in Inner Circle uh, promo insert video calls Moxley. Uh, Jericho calls Moxley a scumbag and that he scoured the globe and found a bounty hunter willing to assassinate Moxley. And that man is Minoru Suzuki. Nah, it's Jeff Cobb. <laughs> I mean, it's somebody who wrestled Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this got a huge reaction. Well, because it's fucking Jeff Cobb. Yeah, um, you know, apparently he's still, he's not signed to anyone officially. Yeah. We get a vignette of Cobb with footage courtesy of APW. If you guys didn't know what APW is. All Pro Wrestling. It's All Pro Wrestling. Based out of San Francisco. It's really interesting that's APW, not ROH. Well, it's probably easier to get the APW footage. Yeah. As opposed to ROH. You think ROH is going to willingly hand AEW footage? Stroking my chin, just, hmm, hmm, hmm. Dude, they're... They're good buddies. I know. All pro wrestling, all elite wrestling. It's the same company, man. P and E sounds very, very similar. P E physical education. <gasps> what? <laughs> Anyways, let's anyway, continue. Yeah, uh, uh, Jeffrey Cobb. You want to just get into it right now with the whole Jeff Cobb thing? Uh, this. Oh, he's not signed. He's not signed. He's apparently he going to be there only next oh, oh, for only next week. He's going to be. He's going to do R. He do, He still has ROH and New. He can still dates. work dates in ROH in New Japan. He's got dates. He's essentially. He is exactly what Jericho said. He is a mercenary. He is an assassin. He is just sent there to. Uh, he is sent there to kill Moxley, and I think Moxley and Jeff Cobb are going to have a whatever match next week on Dynamite, yeah. considering their match at the G1. Uh, oh, they had a match at the G1, didn't they? They did, and I was it wasn't, ma- I, it wasn't great. It wasn't great at all. Maybe yeah. it's because of the G1 schedule. Maybe it's because maybe maybe yeah maybe they'll make up for it. They, I, I hope that I hope they're aware that uh, I think they, had they that are. Level. They're performers that know exactly what they're doing. It's a bigger platform for sure. And you know, maybe they'll be a little bit. They'll be allowed to play their music. And Moxley wasn't this Moxley. I mean, Jeff Cobb. Moxley's like, different than he was a couple, uh, even a couple months ago. This, kind of, this this really did come out of nowhere. What this Moxley? No, the Jeff Cobb thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's awesome. I hope he's here to stay. I hope he signs with AEW officially. You think so? I hope so. I mean, no, he'd be a he'd be a fucking great get for AEW, but I mean, it really just kind of depends on what he wants. So just watch, he gets signed by WWE. And I have a Jeff Cobb story too. Ah, uh, tell us. So San Antonio, the same time we saw Brock, we were flying out there, and we were on this plane from SFO, and we're getting, and I'm like, look at this fucking guy back here. This guy's fucking huge. I bet you he's a pro wrestler. <laughs> He keeps walking past us, and I just I, before I, and then I went to my first indie show at Evolve, um, and uh, yeah, it was uh, Jeff Cobb. Is that it? Yeah, that was your Jeff Cobb story that you met Jeff Cobb on a plane. I took a plane with Jeff Cobb. Thank you so much, Corey. You're welcome. Cody Vignette of the Lashings, Lashings last week as we get Brandy commentary commentary with a completely new character of Brandy, concerned wife, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we brought up the... She's being so much more careful on commentary, too. Yeah, she apologizes to Excalibur for her attitude the last time she was on commentary, and yada, yada, yada. 
No, yeah, no. Brandy, this this is more or less the write-off of Nightmare Collective. All oh, the, the the Brandy character in Nightmare Collective. Yeah. She even said Nightmare Collective can still be a thing. You know, just dangling like Garrett. But can, not we, with her. We can threaten you with this. Yeah. You know. We'll bring him back. We swear. Yeah. You don't. If you misbehave, we'll bring back Nightmare Collective. What if Luther is the exalted one? Oh, great. <laughs> Japanese deathmatch legend, Luther. Luther. Anyway, uh, MJF, Maxwell Jacob Friedman versus Jungle Boy. Jack Berry. Uh, Jungle Boy had an entrance, which I believe was the best piece of camera work this company has ever done. It was. It has Jungle Boy on Luchasaurus' shoulders and does the Triple H spit take and then a very fast dolly shot uh, down the rampway to show the pyro as the music's going on and complete with Marco Stunt going underneath the legs hey. of one Luchasaurus. I thought this, like if... When that when that AEW video game is made, oh, like that wait. is exactly what I envision. I can't what the entrance that. would be. Created. That game is gonna be so good too because that last WWE game sucked and they have a lot to fucking do. Watch it be made by Ukes, the same guys who do who. who well, I thought they make, left. Yeah, what if yeah. they go on to make the AEW? Show That's probably what will happen. I you know, usually you, back you, in the day, THQ left uh, uh, WCW and then they made WWE games, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, or vice versa. Uh, it was vice versa. No, Ukes made. Oh, man. Whatever, Anyways, whatever. let's continue. <laughs> we'll talk. We can talk about that all day. Uh, JR says this is a pay-per-view main event sooner rather than later, which I agree. Uh, both guys trade inside cradle pin attempts and kip up in tandem to stare down to applause. Looked great. Lightning fast baby face offense from Jungle Boy with drop kicks and, you know, spots. MJF eventually gets the upper hand and builds heat on Jungle, insisting the ref to count every time Jungle Boy is out of the ring. That's smart. Yeah, very much so. Jungle Boy gets the comeback conveniently in time for the commercials to end. Two Tope Suicidas and one Tope Con Hilo for good measure. Poison Rana to MJF for a two count and then Excalibur brings up that MJF has never been pinned in an AEW ring. Which was uh, which is interesting to bring up. Uh, Jungle Boy sells his back after attempting to deadlift uh, MJF. Alabama slam to Jungle Boy. I am M- slam. Uh, MJF then shouts to Brandy and grabs his ball, saying, "It says, yeah, it says he needs a real man." Which uh, this really pissed off Jr. Like, get oh, shut God. him up, shut him up. <laughs> yeah, shut. I really shut. Really, up. was come that on, necessary? On, really, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm, so, I'm sorry, man. Brandy, it was like, she, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. She's like, it's okay. It's what I, it's what I have to deal it's with. What I deal with every fucking day of my life because I'm a woman. I'm fucking sorry for myself. Uh, well, I, I don't know about that. I mean, it's just what I hear from women. They deal with shit every day. Just women in general. <laughs> women in general deal with that shit every day. Uh, yeah, I know. Running Liger Bomb from Jungle for a two count. Wardlow then enters ringside and hands him the ring. Well, I love Brandy goes, oh, I think he was signaling to him with that gesture. <laughs> Got him. Uh, in which MJF punches Jungle Boy with the ring. Get it? The- Gay. <laughs> <laughs> we got rings involved. We got... Stuff involved. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, MJF punches Jungle Boy with the ring and does the double cross for the pin and win. I thought this was an absolutely great match. Uh, JR's assessment of this being a future main event leaves me with comfort about the talent going into this company at the very least four years from now. He was still telling MJF, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. When does MJF and Jungle Boy main event a pay-per-view? Years. Main say- event? Yeah. Years. I'm going to say... I'm going to believe uh, JR is having this sooner no, rather than No, I mean, AEW is going to be about a, the world a, a title. A ton of shit can happen in a span of two years. Neither of them. Okay. Neither of them two are. Two years. Gonna, I'm going to say two years yeah. they main event. Yeah, they I said years. So two two to ten years. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> two to ten years. Yeah, no. I thought like 
you know, if this is the match we're getting now between these guys at this age, imagine what these guys, what a match between these two will be like when they're like 30. Yeah. Like I really, this was like, it was, it was, this matchup was super, was super awesome to see considering how old these guys were. Uh, Post-match, Wardlow spins Jungle Boy around and slams him as Luchasaurus stops them as we end the segment. That's another match. Luchasaurus and uh, Wardlow. Wardlow. Maybe. Pack insert video. Even though Luchasaurus is also kind of beefing with Hager, who's also beefing with Dusty or Dustin. I think think they Uh, they kind of held that off for the future. Yeah, 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 yeah. Coming up, we got, or coming up next, we got a pack insert video. He calls Kenny Omega mediocre. And not the same, not the same since he choked him out in Chicago. He like he said he can throw his uh he can throw his uh, uh what do you call it? I'm telling you, maybe maybe he turned him into the exalted one. Yeah. Yeah. This is word this is just one of those one of those whodunit kind of things. Which yeah. one's the exalted one? Uh he says he's the source of all of Could it co- be the Denver Broncos? He says he's the source of all of Kenny Omega's problems. He says no more ducking and dodging. In two weeks we get the rubber match. Iron Man match, thirty minutes. Oh, Most balls win. I can't wait. And after that, we get a rundown of next week. We get the cage match between Wardlow and Cody Rhodes. Brian we get the tag debut. Yes, uh, tag team. No, he's, he doesn't. He have like a mass, oh, like yeah, he has an injury. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has a tag team battle royal. We have no, not we. There is a tag team. Battle Wait, royal. I don't have room for that in my room, dude. Uh, for the for the number one contendership of the AEW tag titles. Tag titles. Um, Lucha Bros versus Omega and Hangman for the tag titles. That doesn't make sense. So technically, at Revolution, we can get Lucha Bros versus yeah. Jurassic Express. Whatever. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I kind of H- hope we have something like that. Uh, Hager versus Dustin is official for Revolution, and then we don't get a graphic for Moxley and Cobb next week because I like for some reason the fact that we didn't get a graphic for that kind of sh- like kind of gave away how fast and loose this deal probably went down. No deal, like but they was, were able to make that whole video package of like going through the mounds of. Uh, maybe that goes through a different. Maybe that goes through a different, you know, department. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah, their video guy. Their video. <laughs> their video people, guy is a de- different person than their Photoshop. Their video guy. people have a faster turnout than their Photoshop person. Yeah. Which hey, Photoshop's not that easy. Hey, if you guys want somebody, Michael's free. Nope. You don't want a job with AEW? Oh, uh, be kind of a conflict of interest. Come on, man. Be our own thing. Uh, Jericho, Hager, and Guevara come out because there's Judas to be played and sung. Oh, I'm getting tired of the fucking fans, dude. I mean, they didn't. It wasn't as obnoxious. This it team, was this week. They were. It was way more obnoxious last week because I don't want to see. I don't want to see fans <laughs> sing into that song. I don't want to see your ugly face. I'm just kidding. Everybody, have, like, everybody, blue hair. everyone in a wrestling. Unless they're room. hot and have blue hair. Everyone in wrestling, like has me, when face. I was had blue hair, I was pretty hot. Ugh. Man, I, Anyways, let's I threw continue. up in my mouth a little bit. Let's continue. <laughs> Moxley versus Santana. Eye for an eye. Main event. Moxley has doubled up his eye patch coverage um, this week with a patch and the thong from last week. He he has two eye patches. Not on both eyes, just on the same eye. Well, he has uh, um, a, a eye patch you can buy on Pro Wrestling Tees now. Great. Yeah. Just that's like I, I said what I had to say last week about that fan who brought an eye patch to Dynamite that week in the front row. Yeah, now everyone's gonna have an eye patch. So uh, how long is Moxley gonna have this? Fucking I'm gonna eye I'm patch? gonna hinder my vision just to watch this match. Well, that was like when I brought my Macho Man glasses to SmackDown one time. Oh yeah, no, you can't see through. Those. I put them on and I was like, "Fuck this, I'm taking them off." And I took them off. They fight immediately on the outside. Ortiz is with Santana with a baseball. Uh, 
baseball stuff suck. Santana tries to stab Moxley's eye with the corner of a steel step with the camera slowly zooming in like a horror movie. That looked great. Release German from Moxley. Pile driver from Santana. Can't believe it's a transitional move at this point. Attempted frog splash from Santana, but Mox gets the knees up. Both men slow to get up, but Ortiz gets caught who was about because he as he was about to get hit by Mox with a baseball sock. Santana runs into Ortiz after a dodge from Moxley afterwards. Kick from Santana. Mox with res- responds with a lariat. Ortiz spits a little bit of the bubbly right into Moxley's other eye. Oh, he blinded him. He, he, he blinded him even more. As the ref gets distracted, o- Ortiz gets Culero chance, which is very classy. You know what? Only the classiest people do those chants, okay? Oh, boy. You know what that means, right? It means butthole. Yeah, it's also a very homophobic phrase. I know. It, everything in the Mexican I don't language know. is a homophobic phrase, dude. I mean, I mean <laughs> well, we're going to have to get Jose in, on the line. Yeah. Tell us, really, just tell us how G- Gabriel can help us, too, but yeah. whatever. Eventually, both men get blind. <laughs> I can't believe I wrote that down. But Mox finds Santana and hits him with the paradigm shift for the pin and win. This match was only... I thought this match was okay. Uh, well, definitely wasn't the one match of the night. Uh, but with, with on top of that Santana interview, as short as it was, like I said before, I sort of wish it spilled it spilled more onto the match a little bit more. Like, have, have like, Santana's personal... Like, once you introduce that whole personal thing with Santana, I kind of felt like it got thrown away in, into this main event. Yeah. Um, which, like, it, it's... It's fine because you only have so you only have so many storylines to establish. It would have just you know diverted attention from the whole Jericho thing. But yeah, I wanted more yeah. out of Santana coming out of this match. I thought we got a lot of out of Santana. No, yeah, what, what we've what was already his first got? singles match in how many days? Fourteen hundred days or something like that. Like four hundred days. Oh, four hundred days. Huh? Um, but yeah, I Santana has something, man. And first off, how cool is John Moxley's fucking intro music in AEW? Uh, I think his New Japan theme is better. Okay, let's just let's play this. Real we don't quick. have to, okay. play just a quick second of it. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it, it revs everybody up, like it kind of. Yeah, and then you have Justin Roberts is like yeah, yeah. Oh, I like it. Uh, I think he's Moxley, man. That dude has it. Post-match, Inner Circle beats Moxley down immediately, uh, whips him with the belt, set him up for the Judas effects, and then gets one. Then Jericho summons pretty much the talk of the town the minute he was announced for last for next week. Yeah. Jeff Cobb, complete with Mickey Ruckus music. As soon as Jeff Cobb immediately goes into the ring, he gives Moxley a tour of the islands to set up their match next week, and it closes the show. That's a good slam, too, uh, oh, tour of the islands. It's, it's one of the best. Another excellent episode of Dynamite. I thought every segment retained the level of excitement after, one after the another. You can really see everything. You can really see everything this company is trying to iron out with all the criticisms under its sleeve. Uh, one very interesting thing about this show is how much everything is planned out in advance. Yeah, like you Weeks. know, weeks. You, you know. Like what's what's gonna come up in two weeks? You know, when you plan week. for weeks, you don't look like geeks. Did you? Did Brian <laughs> no, I just made that up. Nice. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna send send that shirt idea. Yeah, no, seriously, it keeps you interested in the product week to week, not just what happens that very night. And it's welcome. Yeah, I love it so much, and I love um, Dynamite. This is so a really good show. This is what I think is gonna happen with Jeff Cobb. Yeah. Everyone's cause everyone's like, oh, he joined the inner circle. He joined the inner circle. He did not join the inner circle. I think they made that kind of clear. No, but not apparently not. Apparently, not. I feel like the audience, the your average viewer of AEW, is gonna is gonna solve that. Um, but maybe not. Maybe not. But I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be something one day where 
Moxley's going to need a partner, and he's going to see Cobb's just sitting there, and Cobb's going to be like, yo, I don't want no trouble, man. He's going to say, I need your help. And it's going to be like, he's going to be like the APA kind of, but just one guy. The play, Cobb Protection Agency, gonna, the CPA. He's going to play solitaire. <laughs> well, that's Child while, Protective Service, or GPS. He's going to play solitaire in, in front of a door. Of I that, like it. Of that door with no walls. Yeah. Oh. Hanging out with the hurricane. Yeah. Stand back. There's a hurricane yep. coming through. That's That was his thing. That was a hurricane. Listen. Okay. So, Jeff Cobb, AEW. Great. Good stuff. Great stuff. Next, NXT. And we're back uh, here, City Wrestling oh, Radio B Show. Yeah, thanks, Corey. Uh, like I said, mentioned earlier with a whole coffee before be doing this show. Yeah, apparently came back into... I was going to cover for you, but oh, yeah, no, yeah. you don't want to lie to the fans, and that's... that's Transparency. That's, there you go. That's that, what we need. Speaking you, of transparency... You're, you're like Alex Trebek. Yes. A what? Oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he wanted to be transparent with his fans and about his... Never mind. His <laughs> I cancer. was going to say, I was, hoping, like, I was hoping we were going to bring that up, but apparently we were. You were hoping we were going to bring up Alex Trebek's cancer? Oh. Not. Oh. I thought there was something more to well, it. Well, we did. Anyway, speaking of cancer. NXT, Full Sail <laughs> University. This is the go-home show for NXT TakeOver Portland, which we still have to talk about later in another show. Um, we kicked it off with Roderick Strong. He comes out to the ring. He's cutting an in-ring promo. Uh, you know, Totally Rod- mad. No, totally not mad. Everything's fine, Roderick Strong. Well, he storms down to the ring. He says, this is not about the Undisputed Era. It's not even about the North American Championship. It's about you and me, Dream. Because in case you missed it, last week during Dream's return, or Velveteen Dream's return, he had Marina Shafir and uh, Roddy's kid, um, what's the kid's name? Troy. Yeah. Airbrushed on his tights after his return. You know. What? I, like, as, as, like, as, as, like, as amazing as that was, I kind of wish they kind of just kept that, like, just kept that, like, they left that alone. And like, didn't make it a, a storyline? Yeah, don't make it a storyline, because I feel like w- the less said about his tights. Yeah. And, like, because when he does, like, every time, like, Velveteen Dream does his, like, whole tights kind of thing. It was never mentioned. It was never mentioned. It was just kind of just something that the audience can just gravitate towards and talk about and not have it be the focus Like, like the Hogan one, the Hollywood Velveteen yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he said, uh, Dream, I want to hurt you, and I'm going to do something I'm not going to regret, and I want an apology, which was a very weird thing to say. Um, out comes Bronson Reed, actually, not Velveteen Dream. He says, Roderick Strong, if you think Velveteen Dream is your only problem, you're wrong. Uh, you have a big problem with me, and you're going to fight me right now. Because we need a match. And uh, the thick boy himself runs down to the ring, slides in, and uh, they have a match, Bronson Reed and Roderick Strong. In case you didn't know why this match was happening a few weeks ago when Roderick Strong and the Undisputed Air was looking for Tommaso Ciampa, they took out Bronson Reed. Was that and, last week? Well, a couple weeks ago. And Kushida. It was okay. in the same episode. Okay. So it was either last week or the week before. Um, the two men exchanged strikes with Reed gaining the upper hand early. Match is pretty slow to Reed's pace, and I kind of uh, tune out a little bit just... Those slow matches, those hostile matches to me. I know Roger Strong's was, face. What? There was there 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 was problems. Like yeah, a bigger picture kind of thing. Uh, there was a cool long stalling uh, suplex to Roderick Strong, which Reed had him up for like a good minute. Uh, Reed goes to the top rope, but is cut off by Strong. Superplex to Reed. Strong, uh, you know he's he's on the outside of the ring, and then all you hear is. Ouch! 
Jesus fucking. I know it scared Roderick Strong too. And uh, and then all of a sudden, like the the fiend Velveteen Dream. It, it is kind of it is kind of fiendish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, his kind of face just appears on the not his face, but it's like a no. It was just a silhouette, right? Yeah, his silhouette, smoke. and then his sungla- his three his three lens sunglasses. And then the entire arena, well, not arena, the entire yeah. Full Sail studio. Is blue and purple. Well, it's just purple. Well, yeah, blue tent, whatever. Uh, massive tope to Strong by Bronson Reed. Uh, but then Reed rolls uh, Strong into the ring after he gets him out. Uh, and it kind of gives him a front um, front splash caught up by the knees by Roderick Strong. Well, yeah, and Bronson Reed runs into Roderick Strong's knees. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, gets the... He just gets tossed aside. He gets pinned and gets tossed aside. Yeah, he gets pinned. Uh, after the match, though, the Tron starts playing Dream's video package. Uh, Dream asks, do you remember the night you met your wife? Because I remember when you tried to take out the Dream. Uh, the Dream then asks, what if someone took something from you? You lost the North American title, and that's all well and fine. But you still have a family, family, Roderick Strong. I and then at this point, I was I, like, "What the fuck are you doing?" No, at Dream? this point, I thought this whole entire time, I thought Roderick Strong was North American champion. Oh, really? Because the way like Velveteen, forgot about Keith Lee. I, to be honest, I kind of did. Yeah. And I thought this was like, oh, Velveteen Dream is going to wrestle Roderick Strong at the takeover for the title, and I, I think it was just on me at this point, yeah. but. It just kind of just felt that way. Yeah. Uh, then a family picture of the Strongs appear on the screen, and then you just hear uh, Dream go, "Hi, Troy," which was the creepiest fucking thing ever. Velveteen Dream came off as a super heel in yeah. this entire. Yeah, segment. yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Dream then goes uh, goes on to say, "Goes if something happened to you, Roderick, I'm sure it'll be okay, and someone will take care and fulfill Marina's." Um, Dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Dreams, yes. Uh, and then uh, that sends Strong into a fury running backstage. Yeah. And the commentators were like, like I think Morrow or Nigel were like, there are ways there. You don't, you don't mess you, with a man's wife. Or family in general. Yeah. And I just thought that kind of, this, I thought this baby faced Roger Strong like way more yeah, definitely. than they anticipated. Yeah. Like, yeah, granted, Undisputed Era threw freaking Velveteen Dream off a trailer and almost broke his neck, storyline-wise. Um, yeah, but Roderick's taking it too far, man. Or not Roderick, but uh, Velveteen's um, taking it way too far. He's like fucking, Samo- he's like taking Samoa Joe approach. Yeah. And like, AJ! No, he says, Wendy! Wendy! Yeah, there's probably a whole like group of guys that have just like gone to people's houses. Oh, Triple no, H it has, a, it has a rich hit. Triple H Wrestling has a rich history of home invasions. Um, Brian Pillman with a gun. We're about due for another Pillman's home invasion. Pillman's got a gun. We, we, we're about due for a home invasion angle. Uh, hopefully it'll happen with these next guys. The Broser Waits. Oh, my goodness. Go. We go, have go a video package. Uh, well, they're they're trying to figure out how to get to Portland uh, because they have the trophy. And it's too big to go on a plane. Um, then, But so Riddle has one idea. No, it's too big to go on a plane or is it just too big to pack? I think it was just too big to go on a plane, you like can, to pack it. I don't know. They have oversized. I know. I've seen yeah, people bring they have skis. Like, yeah. Um, you can this check was, that in. This was a dumb segment, but it was funny as hell. Um, they're trying to figure out how to get to, like I said, Portland. Um, they they're in a car. They get pulled over by the police. 
uh, while Dunn was driving on the wrong side of the road. Because they forgot he was from, they forgot they were in the colonies. He says, bro, we're not in London. I'm not from London. Whatever, I thought man. that was really funny. And I thought, like, because I, that was, I know, like, I, Arrest Development, they did that joke first when um, one of the characters, Tobias Funke, he was trying to disguise himself as a... Mrs. Doubtfire, yeah. but then, but then he, but then he also put in a little bit of Mary Poppins in there too, as being British. Yeah. yeah. And one of the episodes they had to drive, and he was driving on the left side of the road. <laughs> it's like he was born, and he's not even British yet. He's so insistent of being British that he's driving on the left side of the road. What was it? Anal rapist. Yeah, now rapist. A uh, now rapist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, then they get pulled over by the police. Uh, uh, Riddle says, let me do the talking. And he does the talking, but the car gets impounded. I'm surprised they didn't find the weed on Riddle, but hey. So apparently they said neither of them have driver's licenses. And I'm like... Where'd they get the car from? Where'd they get the car? How'd they rent that car? And your wrestlers who have to be on the road. Like, one of the first things Finn Balor had to do was get taught how to drive by Dusty Rhodes. Listen, like, Finn, we're going to teach you how to... I want to fucking be in that car. All right, there, Dusty. Do you want me to cut a left right here? Listen, baby, I want you to make a left right here and go pick up Cody. We're going to go pick up Cody, okay? Is that okay? Got to pick up my He's been son. extra moody lately. He's been so moody that he's in the Stardust character. He doesn't even like it. Anyway. It's okay because I got paid a lot of money. Uh, but no, they need to regroup, replan, and find a way to Portland to be continued. Next up, we have Kathy Kelly. She's with Angel Garza. Yeah. And they're I'm, really I'm less hung up on They're the really beating that home. Uh, Garza said he had already beaten Rush once before, and he'll do it again to win back his uh, championship that he never lost. Uh, in walks Rush. Rush says uh, the guy Garza beat in December isn't the same guy Garza is facing tonight. Oh, so we're going to see this match later. But first, Candice LeRae versus Dakota Kai. This was a match. Yeah. Um, and I did not like it at all. I'm not liking any of Candice LeRae's matches in NXT. Uh, that's not. I mean, I'm. I, I think she's okay. Yeah, I, I think Candice LeRae's okay. I LeRae like, is okay. LeRae is okay. I, but I was I've, one of the biggest proponents of you know, Lorandis LeRae is tougher than you are. You know, but she's. Uh, but you're kind of expecting more from her at this point. Absolutely. I because I to me in my opinion, like my initial thought of Candice LeRae when she started was that she was super whatever until. I want to say the turning point was her match against Io Shirai, that one takeover. Yeah. That really fully sold me on Candice LeRae to a point where, like, you know, I kind of feel like Candice LeRae is due for a call-up. Yeah. I, I think I actually do. I think. I don't think. I think she, she would be. I think she would fit well in the SmackDown roster. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. she'd be way, way fucking better than Lacey Evans. I'll say that. Hey, y'all. Uh, but no, Dakota Kai comes down. She's wearing a baseball jersey and now a shirt that says Cap Coda. I guess Team Kick, I guess, is no, a baseball team now. She's a big fan of Kota Ibushi. I, maybe. Maybe she loves Kota Ibushi. I don't know. Who doesn't? I, you know what? Although he keeps getting sick and shooting firecrackers off his chest. so Onto his chest. Not yeah. off his chest. They're kind of bouncing off his chest. But LeRae, she explodes out of the corner with a code breaker to Kai. Uh, but Kai takes advantage uh, quickly with a haluva kick. Candace goes for a chicken wing locked in. But Kai uh, rolls her up. And that was it. The match yeah. kind of just ended. After the match, uh, Candace went after Kai very gingerly. Uh, gets slammed uh, into the side of the ring. Kai gets the ring bell. So, so you said Candace goes to Kai. Yeah. Which I think that kind of that kind of makes Candice LeRae kind of a sore loser. Yeah, no, it does. Yeah. And then also, like you see her going after her. Um, Kai knocks her down and then hits her with the. Uh, ring bell, which was the same thing. Who who did it last week? Was it um, Britt Baker last week who had the ring bell? 
Yeah, and then yeah. the knocked Yuka's Yuka Sakazaki. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now uh, then, what's her name? Tegan Knox appeared out of nowhere, and it was trying to be this big buildup to NXT. It was just not. It was lackluster, uh, and it just there was no energy from the performers at all. It seemed to me. Like it I seemed mean, it like they were just like got, one. It got two, a, it three, got really four, over with the crowd. One two. I I know it did, but it just to me it didn't seem like there was a lot of energy mm-hmm. from the performers. So, next up we have uh, Johnny Gargano versus Cameron Grimes. I, when I heard this was announced that day, I was super contemplating. Like if, to I, if I didn't if, if, if I didn't if I didn't have to do this the dynamite review, I would have tried to find out when that set when that uh when that Gargano and Grimes segment was happening and i'm wondering what i'm trying to figure out when that would have happened what would be on dynamite had that been on at the same like what would be what would it no, hour. yeah what would it be like competing against i don't know i don't know i'm gonna have to find out i don't know maybe we need to start time coding our notes yeah we, no, it's actually it. we probably should i don't know man no just for ourselves anyway, uh-huh. anyways i'll talk to you later about it uh johnny gargano cameron grimes the two exchange lockups and quickly start uh first with some skilled map-based wrestling uh gargano hits a running scent onto grimes on the outside uh but grimes makes comeback after gargano goes over the top rope for the over the top rope ddt grimes catches him slams him down on the ground slingshot spears to grimes uh, rotating Uranagi to Gargano, rolling side slam to Gargano. Gargano gets kicked in the face when he tries to go for a D- DIY kick. Uh, Grimes comes off the ropes. Grimes goes for a side slam, but Gargano is able to reverse into the Gargano escape, and Grimes taps out almost immediately. So Gargano gets a submission victory over Cameron Grimes. Uh, really fun match between the two fantastic wrestlers. Gargano needed this win heading into takeover against Balor and Grimes. Yeah, it was his purpose. And yeah. Grimes looked like a million bucks in this match. I thought this match was excellent. Um, Cameron Grimes, as much as I want to talk about, you know, seeing the good graces of Gargano, uh, Johnny Gargano, which Lord knows I don't know how many times I've done that, but Cameron Grimes, uh, this this is a guy who. Like he can wrestle, he can wrestle a good, a, a good to an amazing match with almost any everybody in that roster. I yeah. think he is a super underrated talent. Yeah. Um, what like he, yeah, he's a super worker. I like I lo- I Gargano's a great wrestler. I just his character is just kind of oh. like, ugh. It's like it's like Mister like it's like you Superman. Think, he's think- like Superman. He's like a Superman. Okay, character. I don't know. Superman is kind of a. Is is boring. I don't, I don't. I don't put Superman. I don't. I like, think Superman's boring. I don't think of Superman when I think of Johnny Gargano. Oh, I mean, as a you, you think Johnny Gargano's boring? Yeah. I think he's just. I think I see him as just this dude who's just really good at wrestling, and has. I, like I, when, I, no, no, no. I, I see what you're saying, but then he's a guy who who needs a story, and I feel like he's yeah. and, and and he can't just go just go on the good graces of his own very very much character oh. because it is a little because it is very reserved. It's like. I mean, the, look at his Titantron. It just says Rebel. Like, what can you? What, what's so He's Rebel? He's the Rebel heart. What's so Rebel about NXT. Johnny Gargano? And um, like, I'll, I'll resign. I'll resign that fact. Like, there's nothing Rebel about Johnny Gargano. I see him as like. He's 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 sort of like Red Hart in that kind of regard of being like oh, the super know. good tech, the super good wrestler who's just guaranteed to have a good to great match with oh, anybody. Yeah, Johnny and Gargano. I, and I feel the same way with Cameron Grimes. Like I said, like this guy, like man, Trevor Lee. He has really shown, like, ever since the whole tele, ever since NXT went on TV, like, they have used Cameron Grimes very, very well. I think he's the one person. That, well, no, Isaiah Swerve Scott out of that breakout star tournament. Yeah, Bronson Reed. I mean, yeah, but not really. 
Uh, let's continue. Kathy Kelly, she's backstage with Adam Cole. Maybe. Uh, Callie, uh, sorry, that threw me off. Kathy wants to know... Uh, Callie Kelly. <laughs> Callie Kelly uh, wants to know what Cole's plans are for Kushida later tonight. Um, and all I can focus on is Roderick Strong pacing back and forth in the background. Oh. And Adam Cole's like, hey, hey, Roddy, calm down. We'll take care of that, okay? Okay, don't worry. I am so angry! Yeah, pretty much. Can you leave? I'm doing a fucking interview. Ah. Yeah. Um, I like someone had the idea of what if they kicked... Roderick Strong out and Dream joined the Undisputed Era. I think it would suck. That would real. That would be really stupid. Yeah, but hey, in a video game would be fun, right? No. <laughs> uh, Cole said he's going to teach everyone a lesson uh, tonight, and then take over against Champa because he's sick of everyone saying Champa never lost the title. So it's true. It's 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 annoying after. Some a while. might say that fact is undisputed. Next up, the Broserweights are back. Oh man, they're on a paddle boat, uh, like not like a. It's not a. It's 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 not a paddle boat. Okay, it's a pedal boat. Okay, I know. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's one of those ones you pet use a pedal to uh, move, and it looks like a swan. Um, they're out there, and Pete Dunn goes. What are you trying to say? Is it is it a, is it a rub against Rich Swan? Hey. Are you reading too into this? Is uh, this like being the elite? You know, maybe no. <laughs> um, Pete Dunn says we can't take a boat to Portland. Which you can, but it would take a really long time. But because um, you have to go all the way around. Yeah, yep. um, anyways, nonetheless, he says. But, uh, Matt Riddle says, "No, man, it's not. We're not taking a boat. This is where I come to calm down and be tranquil." Tranquilo. Uh, hey, that's you where the be... word is comes from. Yeah. It's the derivative word of it. I uh, Riddle sits there with the thinker position, and the light bulb goes off. He says, "I have an idea." To be concluded. Next, I thought I th- I don't know if this was this segment or the segment before where there was this really really fucking fantastic line from Riddle saying, "There's no time for compliments, you beautiful man." <laughs> Riddle yeah. and Dunn, man, they are just they are the bee's knees. Well, here's the thing: is that we always got these. Remember, like, remember how good the fashion police were, like the first couple weeks. Yeah. Like, what you think this has a shelf life? Because I certainly don't, I hope don't not. Think so. I, I certainly don't think so. I think. It would be, uh, well, I'll say it at the end. Yeah. Next up, we have a Robert Stone uh, video package. Uh, the Robert Stone brand is going to go through a relaunch next week when Chelsea Green faces Caden Carter. I fucking hate the fact that Meltzer said this was a dig at Tony Khan because like he did. I, I, yeah, it was on Twitter where he would oh. he wouldn't know he like someone asked him if Robert Stone was a dig at Tony Khan. Uh, and he I would said, think so. No, and he said like. That's what he kind of just more or less agreed with that assessment. Like I thought so too. He didn't necessarily, you know, say yeah. anything about it. But then as soon as they said that, I cannot unsee Tony Khan. No, oh, yeah, and Robert yeah, Stone. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's like. There but then, now. like, I didn't think so when I first saw it because the glasses were too weird. But then you, the more you look at it, it's like, yeah, no, that's. I cannot see that. Um, I I hope Robert Stone awkwardly hugs somebody next week. <laughs> just just t- touches their shoulder like. Eh, eh. But I, but you saw the picture comparisons. It's like Tony Khan next to Britt Baker with uh, Robert Stone with Chelsea Green. Of course. It's of course. pretty much identical. <coughs> Anyways, also next week, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong. That's going to happen next week. I'm guessing it's going to be some sort of screw job finish. It'll be at least all right. Yeah, I'm guessing screw job finish, though, because um, it'll probably lead into Mania's takeover. Right. Have, yeah, they would have to yeah. have Mania Takeover. Even though Triple H said, oh, this takeover in Portland is a Mania sized card. We have six matches. I mean, we'll get there. Um, Garza versus Leo Rush. The pants come off early because Garza doesn't have time. 
during the match take him off. You think? Do you think that was a way to get him booze? No, it got him. I mean, I thought, I thought people. I mean, cheered. it got a, it got it got a pop no matter what. So back and forth rope running, which leads to a drop kick to Rush. Garza then uh, from the ring post to the stairs, uh, throwing Rush into the ring post and the stairs on the outside. Uh, back from the break, like we're literally take out Rush on the outside, getting thrown into the stairs, thrown into the ring post, thrown into the barricade, and we come back and he's doing a fucking tope to um, Garza, which kind of threw me off. Back and forth kicks between the two, double underhook power bomb to Rush, followed by an avalanche stunner to Garza, final hour to Garza on the outside. Uh, Rush rolls back him back in the ring to go for another final hour to Garza, gets his knees up, super kick to Rush. Garza then tries to pick up Rush to hit the winged clipper, uh, but Rush uh, cradles Garza, and Rush gets the pin on Garza. So Leo Rush will be facing Jordan Devlin soon uh, for the Cruiserweight title. I think this is Angel's write-off to the main that's roster. What I was, that's what, that was what I was about to ask you, Corey. Yeah. Um, excellent match. Yeah. I don't want to say it was at the level of the uh, the previous two matches these oh, guys the had. Ne- the match is next week, actually. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, their cruiserweight w- match, their title match is really good. Yeah, um, really. Good. There were there were a couple of spots that I really loved, where um, uh, Leo Rush would try to go for that springboard stunner kind of thing, but then he, d- he can't hit that anymore. Everyone's like, got like they just like no, I'm not. Everybody, gonna- are you? Uh, yeah. Well, it's just Garza. Yeah, no, Garza just kicks him in the like in the friggin' neck. But he missed it like back. twice in this in the match. Yeah. yeah, I mean he won anyway. Yeah, that's true. You know, I again, that's Leo Rush. He's really good. Um, but then Angel Garza, I think this this guy has it, and I think I yeah, think his main is like I feel like he shouldn't stay at the main roster, yeah, because he has a very very high ceiling. He just kind of has that. It's gonna be really hard to fuck him up. Yeah, they'll find a way. They'll they definitely they will. It's just looking at him right now, just his natural charisma and the way he speaks. He doesn't speak perfect English, but he's he says just enough to make you. You know, I don't want to say, oh, I understand the words that come out of To not occur the fucking what chant from fucking Assholes. dumbasses. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, I think, this guy, again. Yeah. 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 Uh, after the, oh, sorry, sorry. Great match. Uh, but like I said, I think they were relying too much on the rope running choreographed spots. That frog splash to the outside was uh, was not pleasant. No. There was no give. Um, after the match, uh, Devlin comes out to tell Rush, she goes, oh, I don't fancy your chances, buddy. Ooh. So, anyways, what do you think of Jordan Devlin's music? <laughs> I like Jordan Devlin. I, I, when it first starts, because okay, it's weird. It's we. It, oh, it's it's weird. weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, big weird. I, I didn't. I didn't do that on purpose. Um, I no, I just said it like that. So at first, I didn't like it because I think when he comes out like to a match, it's kind of slow. And it's like okay, but the fact that like when Leo rushes to the top of the ramp and he's just standing there, and all you hear is, what are you about to show me? Uh, I mean, it's a bit off topic, but you want to see the new Batman? Yeah, I'm Batman. It's weird. It's weird. He's like, he's like, Daredevil. <laughs> the eyebrows are protruding. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought he's first. He's like Daredevil in the first show. Okay, okay. Robert Pattinson has the chin, though. All right. Uh, next up, we have Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic video package hosted by another Haas himself, Mark Henry, the world's strongest man. <laughs> no, I, I, to get back on that whole. Uh, uh, Batman thing. This is, a, this is a tweet from Brandon's red. Wait, your first look at the fiend, Bruce Wayne, because <laughs> it has a red light on it. Hey man, let me in. Uh, yeah, but they're just doing a big Haas video package, talking about Haas's and how Haas yeah, they are. Mark Henry. It's 
I thought this it was, was cool. A, this was, was a cool use of Mark Henry yeah. because you know he's the he's the hoss of all hosses. Yeah, somebody's gonna get their wig snatched. Oh man, I miss, um, I miss Mark Henry. Next up, we have Bianca Belair versus Santana Garrett. Um, it was a squash match. KOD quickly to Garrett, pinned win. Um, after the match, Belair goes for a mic, says Rhea's on Raw, pretending I'm not even here. Uh, at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, all walkout NXT champion. Out comes Rhea Ripley. She goes, I'm right here, looking right at you. At NXT Portland, I'm going to walk right through you and walk into Mania to defend my title. Belair goes right after Ripley, hits her with a KOD. So, I mean, we could all guess where that's going to ha- go after that. Next up, the conclusion of the Bruiserweights. Oh, boy. Um, they, pull, they pull up to a tarmac. They're like... Uh, <laughs> what are we doing here? Is, <laughs> like, isn't it obvious? Is this, is this your plane? He's, it's my, I know a guy, bro, so it's okay. Help me load this. So basically, Riddle and Dunn, they find this plane. They have this plane. Apparently, Riddle knows a guy. Um, they have to get the trophy on the plane. They put it in the back, or the boot, as uh, Riddle keeps calling it. And he goes, quit saying that. Please, quit saying that. Uh, they put it in the back, and then that's when Riddle pushes Dunn in the back and gets in the back himself and closes the storage compartment, uh, only to hear to hear Papa Triple H come Yeah, you up. just hear that every time he walks Doug somewhere. The Motorhead yeah. song. Yeah, it's like everywhere he walks. Triple H is apparently Triple H's private jet, yeah. which for some reason Triple he H is an asshole. He's an asshole for not giving his uh, employees a ride to the job. Meltzer said, like, can't he, can't he just, you know. I know. Um, th- you know what needs to happen at TakeOver? Please there don't need, say Pete Dunn turns on Riddle. No, that would break no, my. That there would, needs to be that would fucking break my at heart. At the very beginning of the show, there needs to be a, a Triple H pulling up to the tarmac. That's yeah, and then yes. them coming out like freezing cold, like <laughs> you know, like looking like not like icicles, not like that much, but maybe like that was so cold. Bro. Or they just come out wet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like it's super cold up there. Yeah, apparently you're not ever supposed to do and that. Then, and then and that goes into the story of the match. No, no, and they're too cold to compete. No, no, no. I no. you know like that. I wanted to put that narrative out there for like just to set myself up for disappointment because like the second like like if Pete Dunn ever actually turns on Riddle, I'm not saying it will or they should, but if Pete Dunn ever actually does that, that really skyrockets him as the biggest heel in the co- one of the biggest heels in the company. Yeah, yeah. It would be so heartbreaking because like there there could be reasons why Pete Dunn is doing like well, just, would uh, turn him because uh, like annoyance. I don't, I don't want, he's just too annoyed by Matt yeah. Riddle. That would. Oh, well, you know, if you think about it, would be it, so Roderick cool. Strong, the Roderick Strong did turn on him in the in the tag team match. The tag like team Pete Dunn doesn't join the Undisputed Era. No, just, no, 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 definitely not. I hate to see it, but then like he would just walk out of the match. And I would it. hate to see it, but I would also kind of. We'll like get there. We'll it. get there in our next show. Don't worry. I mean, this is yeah, yeah. Uh, Tomasa Ciampa, he's watching a video of himself handing the title over to Trips over a year ago. Talks about his plan and you know how life, you know, his life was taken away from him when he had to give up that title. So his life eh, is sucks. It sucks. He was crying in the video and it was it was sad. I didn't know he had to like give the title away in front of everybody. That sorry, yeah, my, the, here go, the, Triple H. Or sorry, where's my Here you go, Triple H. Especially with his neck uh brace on. And his like trucker hat. No, it's awesome though, him like being in the performance center classroom just watching it on loop. Studying the tape. Studying the tape of him handing over. I mean, hey, it gets you. In, it gets you in a place, right? Next up, our main event: Adam Cole versus the Cushman. Oh, great promo, though. Great. Watch. Oh, Monster Monster Monster. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. This is the part where he's just slowly. He's like staring at the. Or like he like he turns his head rapidly, staring into the camera. Yeah, he's talking to me. He's talking to my soul. It was great. 
Adam Cole versus Kushida. Back and forth between the two men. Uh, Cole goes for a Panama Sunrise early, but Kushida, the Kushman, reverses into an armbar. Maro mentions, he goes, oh, this is almost as good as Kushida beating Kyle O'Reilly in the 2016 Best of the Super Juniors Tournament. Sprinkle. Sprinkle that. Sprinkle that seed. Sow that seed. Please. I want to see that. Uh, pump kick to the Kushman on the outside. Kushida goes for the left arm of Cole so he can lock in that hoverboard lock. Ushigoroshi. 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 I, I'm you spelling see, it. You've seen enough AJ Styles matches. I'm to trying know. to spell. Well, they, they just say, look at that move on WWE main roster. They go, oh, that was a I hard know. move. They say Ushigoroshi sometimes. When the fuck is Michael Cole goes, Ushigoroshi. Okay, maybe just Maro Yeah, exactly. But you've seen enough Maro Ronaldo matches. Anyways. I'm going to say that. Uh, Panama Sunrise to the Cushman. He locks in the hoverboard lock. Cole gets, uh, gets out by rolling up the Cushman. Kick out. Uh, Pele kick to Cole. Kush goes for this uh, handstand springboard. But Cole hits a super kick to the Cushman. Last shot. The pin and the win for Kushida. A uh, good match, um, but it really never kicked into full gear. It didn't live up to its potential. I'll no, I think that. everyone held it to high regard and just didn't. Maybe because, hey, I got to wrestle on Sunday. Yeah. Since when, did that, since when did that ever stop Adam Cole? After the match, so Ciampa does uh, come out and go for the ring. Um, he circles around the ring, and then he just kind of gets in the ring. And, you know, they do this new thing now where they, they have the mic or the ring super mic'd up. Yeah. They uh, did this with... Um, they did this with Johnny Gargano. Oh, where he sits on the Finn Balor. He goes, yeah. Finn, I'm good at my job or whatever. I don't fucking know. I just, I'm good at my job and I hope you do the job this Sunday. Uh, yeah, there oh, you he's are. shooting, guys. He's shooting. So, I mean, that's that's our that's our show heading into NXT TakeOver Portland. Um, so, that was NXT TakeOver. That was AEW. A uh, pretty good episode of NXT TakeOver. I liked it. it. Yeah. No, I liked NXT this week. There were some great matches. I thought Gargano and... Uh, Grimes delivered. Um, it was a great match on paper. It was a great match on television. Uh, Garza, Rush, they did what they did. Um, like I said, not at the level of the previous two matches, but it was it made it made damn fine television. Yeah. And just in general, watching this was one of the few weeks where I I watched NXT and AEW back to back. Like of course I had an hour break, which you know thankfully broke things up a bit. But then. I had a really pleasant time. Did not feel tired at all. I after watched. Watching I watched both. both of them at work. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't feel tired at all. Both of these were really great shows. Yeah, really, really good shows. Good shows. Good shows. Well, that about does it here for us. Uh, we'll be back uh, later, uh, either tonight or tomorrow morning. A bad episode from both of them is going to happen. Just watch. Uh, eventually, it will. Yeah, well. that's just the way things are. Like I said, we'll be back either tonight or tomorrow morning, depending on when I get that episode uploaded, with our NXT TakeOver Prediction Show. TakeOver Portland's going to happen this weekend, and we're going to talk all about it. Guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe at CWR4 and 5 Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We'll see you later. Bye.